self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r on point and on tiktok at eddie b talking and eddie b eating you have a new one yeah (laughs) well i made it so that i can use it to be in my lives and responding to people when i'm like playing the game on my lives um because my phone is recording the tv until i get a stream key or whatever but yeah and i'm just gonna use it for like food reactions and stuff Mm. Well, I could be found at red underscore calamity. Um, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, comment, Reddit letter that you would like for us to respond to, um, you can send it to the aforementioned uh, social media or you can find us on Gmail, uh, conversationconartists at gmail.com. Uh, do we have any letters? No, not in the world. Okay. I'll go check while we figure out what we're going to do. While you figure out what you're going to do next. Well, of course, have some Reddits from Am I the Asshole. All of these were assholes according to Reddit. Okay. Um, There was one I really wanted to do because I was like, um, okay, this one. <laughs> Am I the asshole for causing a scene? at my mother-in-law's wedding after I found out that my husband was there against my wishes. You know how stupid that sounds? Say that she again. Am I the asshole for causing a scene at my mother-in-law's wedding after I found out that my husband was there against my wishes? That's her son. What you mean? Why would her son not be at her wedding? She's not your mama. How you gonna tell her not to invite her son? And you just her... How bad does a situation have to be that a wife expects her mother-in-law not to have her son at the wedding and for the son to not go, go to the wedding? What, what happened? I don't know. That's why I was like, this gotta be. Let me see. So let's see. And, and you said you chose ones where they are the asshole. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't see no way out of being the asshole on this one. Yeah, I don't need It's one of them people who don't know they, who don't know where they at. <laughs> um... She's 26. Doesn't uh doesn't say how old the husband is. Probably around her age, I would assume. My husband's mom and I don't get along at all. It was fine at first till our disagreement started to get bigger. Our last disagreement was because of her wanting to sell the family house and give her older son more money than my husband. Mother-in-law told me to stay out of it and my husband said he was fine with it. She ended up putting some distance between us and stopped inviting me to events. Fine. But I told my husband I expect him to stay home with me when I'm uninvited. Girl. (laughs) Oh, girl. She got married days ago. It goes without saying that I was not invited. I asked my husband to promise to stay home with me and not go. He got defensive and said that this was his mom's wedding and there was no reason for him not to attend. I refused to speak to him after a big argument about it. And he eventually said that he stayed home with me. However, at the day of the wedding, he said he was going to hang out with some friends. I was skeptical, skeptical, so I called his friends, and they said they didn't see him. You really doing the most. I knew where he was. 
I felt betrayed and I wanted to catch him redheaded. So I got dressed and went to his mom's wedding. He was actually there. I was fuming when I saw him. He saw me and started following me as I was turning and making my way out. I yelled at him, calling him a liar and a manipulator. He didn't, girl. He tried to get me to quiet down since people were staring, but I lost it on him and said that he betrayed the promise he made to me and his word meant shit to me. He got defensive saying he really wanted to be there for his mom and at the same time couldn't handle me being upset with him and giving him silence, so he hid it from me. I told him to get out of my face and went home. He came back looking pissed saying I made a scene at his mom's wedding and humiliated him when I started yelling at him. I refused to argue, but his family came at me calling me horrible and controlling and saying that my husband is a saint for still enduring the shitty behavior of mine. I blocked his sister who was constantly arguing, saying that my husband has free will and should be able to decide where to go and be without my consent. This made him get more pissed. We haven't talked since then. You're not only an asshole, you're a bitch. Why would you? <laughs> they got kids? Did they mention kids? Don't say. It doesn't say. He need to get the fuck out while he alive. <laughs> he need to get the fuck out now. <laughs> oh, goddamn, the unmitigated gall, the audacity. Wow. That is... Ma'am. <laughs> then she went to go play fucking detective to try to find out where this nigga at. Like, she treating him like a child, and he acting like one. Cause sneaking around because there's no fucking way I would ever agree to that shit. Bitch, you just gonna be mad. Because all of this started because you don't mind your fucking business. She decided to sell the family house, decided to give the older brother more money. Your husband, who is the person actually in the situation, was fine with this, was not upset about it, did not feel slighted, but you got an attitude about it and put yourself in a situation that didn't have nothing to do with you created a situation between you and the mother-in-law and then really fucking thought that your husband was going to choose you over his mother. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of the things about being a person that thinks about the future a lot and thinks about the outcomes of scenarios. I would have been like, look, you need to handle your little temper tantrum with my mama because if this shit ever uh, come between you and her, you're going to lose. Gonna let you know, like you're gonna lose because you're being unreasonable right now. Like in a situation that ain't got shit. Like Mama was right. This ain't got shit to do with you. And now the reality is, to thinking about the psychology of these two individuals, that component of him acting like a son and her acting like a mama is probably his role in his relationship with his mama and his brother. Like he probably was always gonna be all right with with whatever his mama whatever did. Yeah, because that's just the nature of how he is. He might, and he could could not be okay with it, you know, but his role is going to say, I'm okay with it. As a wife, you should accept that he's okay with it for whatever reason. On my side, yeah, he probably got some mama trauma shit going on, and they probably got some odd family dynamics going on. But she ain't thinking about none of that. She just... She yeah. just... Her family dynamic growing up, I ain't no telling, man. A woman can end up being like this for so many different ways. <laughs> Abuse, mama issues, daddy issues. It's a lot of different outcomes that, well, a lot of different issues that could have created this outcome. But, like, I just wish, I guess she don't believe that he would leave her. 
Like if you if you act in this way, you either don't believe it'll happen or you don't care whether it happens or not. Because if somebody tell me my trusting you is shit, look, marriage don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> marriage is just something in one event you said in front of a white man. But I don't think I'd ever get married in front of a white man. It'd have to be somebody black. So as far as I'm concerned, it ain't shit but something I said in front of a white, a, a black man, a pastor. And I don't even give a fuck about Christianity. <laughs> so, I mean, I want, I don't care about marriage enough. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, let's get the paperwork um, started. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be in no relationship that I'm not happy in. I'm not going to be in a relationship that I got to work just to be fucking baseline. Like if a relationship get to that point for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm out. I mean, I, I want you to be out. Like I want my partner to have that same shit because I want to be held to the fire and held responsible and accountable for my actions. You know, I want to be actively trying to make this thing good. I don't want no situation where we don't put a ring on each other's finger and now we both don't believe in getting out of a relationship. So we know we're going to be together through all this bullshit anyway. <laughs> no, I want to know that this shit can end. And I want to act like it. And if it, if I want it to end, I guess I can act like shit. If she wanted it, I guess she can act like shit. You know, but I hope that we grown enough to say, nah, this, this ain't working. Yeah. And what he need to say is, all right, bitch, bye. I'm out. I'm done. What the fuck? That came in here and embarrassed me at my mama's wedding. She talking about getting embarrassed. You know, it came in here and embarrassed me at my mama's wedding. You've been having issues with my family and mama this whole time. You got me around here sneaking around, lying, saying I'm with my friends and shit. I ain't finna live like this. Hopefully it's his house where he can be like, get your shit and go. You know, clearly, if not, then he can go to his mama house. Oh, she'll gladly take him to get him away from that bitch. I bet. <laughs> I bet. I'm sure she would glad she has. She'll probably help him get a new place. You ain't got to stay here. We'll get you a house. Leave that bitch. Sure. Maybe so, give him some more money, goddamn. Yep. Some of the comments. Uh, wow. Your mother-in-law sounds crazy. First, she decides on her own without any input from you whatsoever how she wants to divvy up her estate. Although both her heirs are fine with it, she didn't take your opinions into account. Next, she may have gotten upset when you started yelling at your husband at her wedding. Yeah, your mother-in-law is a whack job. Your mother-in-law. You're the asshole. <laughs> um, everybody basically, again, is just the audacity. Um, the audacity. Hell no. A lot of people are talking about wills and how people have a right to do what they want to do with their fucking shit. Um, there's, I, you know, <laughs> the way my personality is set up, you're not gonna, I'm not, what? I'm grown as fuck. We're both grown, okay? You're not going to tell me I can't go somewhere, especially to a family event, because you fucked it up. Now, it's different if it's really some fuck shit going on. My family has been rude. We've had letters before where people's families was out of line with a significant other and so then that's a problem but this ain't even that you're involving yourself in shit that don't have nothing to do with you at all and you created a rift in this family unit you did all, all of this is you bitch 
know that this is you and you writing into reddit thinking that they were gonna like co-sign your fuck your bullshit you're gonna be single mama i hope you got a job hope you can take care of yourself because one or two things either he is gonna eventually get tired and leave or you're gonna come up missing <laughs> and he gonna snap one day <laughs> because if it is true that this has been the dynamic in his life with his family of origin and now you adding to that shit and nobody ever listens to him and everybody always like questions like he gonna snap it's not gonna be pretty you may not die but you ain't gonna like it <laughs> like girl uh yeah you're the asshole i don't you know I, like you said i don't know that there was a way for her to not be the asshole given the title of this and she came right on through <laughs> she's an asshole a terrible one and, and just an awful person in general like imagine being friends with somebody like that she probably one of them friends that like get mad if her friends don't do what she the, the advice that she gives them. Like, bitch, I'm grown. <laughs> I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mama. I don't even listen to her all the time. And you ain't nobody to me. You're expendable. Do you know that? You can go. <laughs> you can fucking go. You know, it'll be, you know. I feel like I had this dream. I hadn't had it in a long time, but I had this dream where I could send, I could trade places with people, right? Like I could uh, send my soul into a person and then I could just like be them for a little while. You've been watching Little Demon too much. Little Demon? What is that? That show you sent me. I never watched that. How are you going to send me a show you never watched? I feel like it fit you way more than it fit me. <laughs> That's why I don't consume the stuff I said. I like, I had no idea what the show was about when I like, I just saw the trailer and was like, this is uh, just some Jennifer ass shit right here. Daddy wow. issues. <laughs> well, she Boom. could do that. Like her, one of her powers from her father being Satan was that she could push, put her soul into other people. So, like, it would leave her body empty, vacant. So, she would just be, like, kind of passed out somewhere. And she could enter somebody else and, like, make them do shit. Mm, and she that's... started doing that shit a lot. <laughs> I used to imagine that. So, I was having that thought in this moment. Like, I wish I could put my essence into people having these issues and sell it as a service. But then I was thinking, what if you could sell not giving a fuck in a bottle? Like, what if you could sell boundaries in a bottle? Like, what if you were just like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. Let me drink these boundaries. And he'd be like, listen, bitch. <laughs> my mama is my mama, okay? She been there for me my whole life. And you put me in a situation where I'm feeling like I got a tool between one of y'all. And you're going to lose. So you need a motherfucking adjust your attitude. Get your shit together. And then we can move forward in this relationship. Otherwise, start packing your shit up and finding some alternate living situations because we ain't finna be here for that much longer. The creator of that drink will be murdered. <laughs> and <laughs> the the factories where it was created will be burned down by the people that don't want nobody to have boundaries with them. Like, that shit would be very short-lived. Can you imagine 
all of the politicians and shit. Like, it would be so much uproar. <laughs> that person would not be long for this world. Whoever came <laughs> up with that, they get murdered. Anybody finna be, please finna be, people gonna tell me no when they drink this shit. He gotta go. She gotta go. <laughs> they gonna murder them. And yeah. burn the factory down. And burn the recipe or whatever it was. Like, that shit, they would not be long for this world. <laughs> My boundaries. Too many people with boundary issues. They get upset about that shit. My boundaries. Yeah. So. You are the asshole. Definitely no way out of it. That's what it is. Yep. All right. I got a bunch of them sitting up here. Okay. Um, all right. Hold on. Uh, is it wrong that my husband's sexual interest bothers me? I just found out my boyfriend groomed me. My husband blamed his cheating on me because of my underwear. <laughs> this is under dating advice. She has OnlyFans. Am I the asshole turning for turning around in my car when I saw that my boyfriend brought his friends with him to go on a trip with us? And am I the asshole for firing, firing an employee returning from maternity leave? I want to know what somebody's goddamn underwear got to do with you cheating. All right. <laughs> what? Let's see. <laughs> we are 35-year-old female, 36-year-old male, been married for a little under two months, together for four years. I love, in uh, parentheses, loved him very much, and I thought he loved me too. Besides the usual quarrel and disagreements about dull and mundane tasks, we're good. He never complained about anything. Never. Our sex life was amazing, and he told me so very often. He even texted me when we were at work, all kind of NSFW stuff that made me blush in my office. Friday, I had only one morning meeting. Me and my colleagues went for lunch uh, and afterwards, and then we decided to go home. We checked on our with our supervisor, and she said it was fine. I found out my husband was with a, another woman in our bed. I started running away in shock, and he couldn't really leave the apartment before putting his clothes on. Enough time for me to take the elevator alone. He's been calling and texting me all weekend. I met my brothers. My brother and sister-in-law don't know the details, just that my husband was cheating. This morning, my husband came knocking. He begged an audience and asked my brother to let him speak to me. My brother asked me if I wanted to, uh, him to kick my husband out, but I told him that now I wasn't in total shock anymore. Maybe I should just hear him out. My brother still, my brother, sister-in-law, and baby uh, nephew left for brunch. My husband looked like he'd been crying the whole weekend and just wanted to hug me. I told him to stay on his side of the kitchen island and don't come near or I would scream. He started first with a half apology and later explained why he was cheating on me. I never made the effort for him. I was always wearing comfortable underwear and never the sexy type. That's a turnoff for him. He felt like I really didn't care. I was stunned and didn't understand what he meant. Why didn't you tell me this? Why not try to buy sexy laundry like, like men did for their wives? He said he didn't want to offend me by suggesting that my underwear were dull and a turnoff. So it was basically my fault that you cheated. He didn't say no. Just looked at me crying his eyes out. I tried to remember what the girl was wearing. I couldn't remember because my eyes went blurry the second I saw them. He asked me what I wanted to do that we could fix this. He asked me if I wanted to know more about the woman in my bed. She meant nothing. I interrupted him immediately and told him that I was good. Then to get him out, I told him I needed time to think, even though I already made up my mind. I just didn't want to stay longer to try to talk and argue and cry more. He's left Mount now. I don't know what to feel. I never knew underwear was this big of a deal in a relationship. I love cotton neutral colors, mostly. CK basic. I have a very large chest and honestly any sexy bra is just a pain in the ass having on a whole day 
always trying to adjust my boobs in the cup. Big breasted girls will recognize my issue dealing with all the unsolicited glare for guys and even girls when wearing underwear that shows the shape. Plus, I don't feel unsexy in my comfortable undies at all. Not once. I love my body. I work out one, five to two hours a day, and I'm very confident in my own skin. And how could he say that he wasn't satisfied with our sex life when we're intimate at least four times a week? Was it all a lie when he said I drove him crazy and how I could turn out in one week with him? I would never understand me. He gave me a false sense of confidence. And why did I catch them now? Couldn't I do it two months ago? Now I need to find lawyers and start a fucking process that'll take two years of my life at least. Fuck you, K. Really fucking fuck you. I hope you get fucked by karma wearing sexy red lace G-string. Girl, first of all, every time I hear these stories, I'm like, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, knows to not put me in these situations. Because I, I'm always hearing or seeing people like, I'm not running out of my goddamn house. You think I'm finna run out of here and leave when I find you in this shit? You and that bitch finna get out. You, I'm not leaving the goddamn place. You. <laughs> anyway, that's not even what this is about. Let me not get upset about the things that don't matter. He. <laughs> oh my God. That's the best you could come up with, sir. Her underwear was too, wasn't sexy. And the part about. Well, I didn't want to offend you by like telling you that I didn't like your underwear. Cause like fucking a bitch in our bed's not offensive at all. You know, great, great choice there, bro. Like that was so much better than you coming to me and saying, I'd like to see you in lingerie. That's so much more offensive than finding you fucking a bitch in my bed. <laughs> He's insane. He cheated because that's what the fuck he wanted to do. It's that's just what it is. Like this is the same, you know. Nia Long got cheated on here recently, and people were like, "I can't believe if Nia Long." What y'all gotta understand is that that is not what cheating is about. Like it ain't got shit that you can have the finest bitch or the finest nigga in the world. They can get cheated on because cheating is not about whether or not somebody's attractive. I don't know where y'all get that from. Like every time some some famous good looking person gets cheated, well if they got cheated on, then I you yes. You are equally as as equally as possible for you to get cheated on because cheating ain't got shit to do with that. Um, you know, it's only been two months. I don't know what the uh, the rules of annulment are. I feel like this will be within that realm, maybe. Uh, with it only mm-hmm. being two months, it's not. What do you have to do to get an annulment? It's got to be something that you're not offering that should be offered in the marriage. It's like if they didn't, if they had not had sex for two months, then they can get it annulled. That's so archaic. It's you very consummated the relation. That's some bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, uh, uh, no man is for stuff that you would have expected to get from the marriage that you didn't get, and you before you get it, you go talk to the judge about it, and then you can get it annulled. But it can't be that the relationship been going fine for two months, and then somebody fuck up. But it ain't That's, been going fine. She just didn't know about it. She just found out that it hasn't been perceptually. Going it's been going fine, like uh. Hmm. It's been going fine systemically. <laughs> Personally, ain't, ain't don't be counting in that. That's no, I can look like it was somebody, going. If somebody gets caught in, in, in infidelity within the first six months of a relationship, you should be able to just know that shit. Because, bro, like, really? And he been doing this shit. You just not caught him. That's all that is. And they, like people who be like bringing folks into their marital home, the level of disrespect. I sleep in that fucking bed and niggas ain't washing sheets. So I came home 
and hopped in the bed that you was fucking somebody in not knowing because i know you ain't watched no sheet like it's a whole nother level of you didn't go to her you didn't take her somewhere you came into the house that you shared with me that is such another level of disrespect you know what in an annulment it actually says impotency it don't even say like choosing not to have sex it's look if if one partner is unable to engage in sexual relations you can annul the marriage although the impotency must have generally been unknown beforehand and require a medical diagnosis why is it sex based that's it's several more reasons you got incest you got one or both spouses were underage you got the marriage was bigamous you got uh impotence then lack of consent mental illness and mistaken belief of pregnancy so if the marriage took place because the wife was mistakenly believed to be pregnant with her spouse's child the relationship can be annulled so so stupid if somebody be like i was i'm pregnant we should get married they get married and a person not pregnant you can get in a no uh mental illness if one spouse has a serious or debilitating mental illness that was not revealed before the marriage took place the other spouse will request the marriage be voided i didn't that's damn that's interesting one like if somebody stopped taking their medication after you marry and they have an episode you can get your marriage annulled for that. But what if they didn't even know it? I mean, shit triggers stuff all the time. So well, it say it has to be known. It seems like it has to have. Like the other person. It couldn't have been revealed know. before the marriage took place. Like if somebody told you, "Listen, I got schizophrenia," and then the episode happened after marriage, it can't do nothing. But if they never said nothing about it and it was maintained before the marriage, it sounds like it can be annulled. That is. <sighs> that was from North Carolina, by the way. So it just could. I wonder what Alabama annulment rules are. I bet this shit, wow. (laughs) Fucking trash. Because it's Alabama. It's probably, because incest probably ain't even in there for Alabama. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably not even one of the (laughs) criteria. (laughs) Oh, good old Dixieland. Uh, other examples of marriages that can normally be a no underage spouse, marriage where one spouse has concealed a sexually transmitted disease, marriage where one spouse has been forced through duress. This is not an exhaustive list. Uh, ain't no, it ain't no easy list to find, like a North Carolina one. Let's see, fraudulent, no, incestuous marriage is in there. Shocking. You can have incestuous relationships, but not incestuous marriages. You better stay boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Boy cousin and girl cousin. <sighs> what about somewhere that's more um, like California? That's more um, I was thinking. liberal. Uh, blood relation, bigamy, underage, fraud. What is what is fraud? Grounds for requesting an annulment in California. The couple is related by blood. Uh, one spouse was already married before entering the marriage. The person requesting the annulment was not 18 year old, years old at the time of the marriage. Either spouse perpetrated a fraud to upstate, obtain the other person's consent to marriage. Could that fraud, it says the fraud has to go to the heart or essence of the marriage. A good example would be when one spouse persuades the other to marry because of a secret desire to remain in the United States. I don't know if that that couldn't be the case. Nah. One of the spouses has an incurable physical incapacity. This typically refers to male impotence that prevents the couple from having sexual relations. Um, 
Okay. One or both spouses of unsound mind, meaning a mental health condition that prevents them from understanding and appreciating the natures and duties of marriage, including severe intoxication. So alcoholism. One spouse has forced the other to get married. Damn. All of this is real. I, I, the essence of an annulment for me has always been that it, it got to have something to do with the essence of the duties of marriage and the responsibility of marriage and the ability to carry out what a marriage is supposed to carry out. Otherwise, you fucked up and you got to pay. <laughs> That's bullshit. I, I still feel that infidelity should go. If infidelity can be used in the, in, for like um, prenups. And a violation of a prenup, I feel like it's just it's, you should be able to get an enrollment based on it. Nah. It's crazy. Anyway, girl, a lot I, of motherfuckers be getting enrollments, man. It'd be it'll be more motherfuckers in the courts getting enrollments than goddamn divorces. Cause motherfuckers be cheating before they get married. Just because the, the court will have to work hard, I don't feel like that means they shouldn't do shit. <laughs> Like, and I say like within I, uh, within six months, not just you've been married forever and he cheat, but I think there could be a time frame within the beginning of the marriage where if you catch a motherfucker cheat, I, again, I say six months, I feel like six, if you within six months, you committing infidelity already, that person should be able to get an annulment. I don't think it should just be annullable all for the duration of the marriage, but within the first six months, you should be able to know that shit. So first off, this dude is stupid. Number one, cheating in the bed, and this the best excuse you can come up with, bro. Your underwear. This the best excuse. (laughs) And I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Like, I never do this or never be in this situation, and I wouldn't. I don't even think I'd be with a woman who would just run out the motherfucker. I think I'd probably be with a woman who would goddamn go and get a cast iron skillet out the kitchen, and if she finna hit somebody in their fucking head. But like, I'm not leaving my shit. What I look like. I'm oh. running out of here. Fuck you and that bitch. Both of y'all can get out. But I I never been in this situation, but like I what lie what kind of lie would I I mean I like this woman was selling Bibles, selling vacuums, she came to the house <laughs> and I let her in to, you know, sell the vacuum, give her a little pitch and stuff. And she came on to me super duper heavy. I don't know. Look, ain't no lie, man. Ain't no lie. And none of this shit should be believed. Like, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter what the excuse is. And, you know, it's a dialogue going on on TikTok where it's like a lot of men are talking about cheating and side pieces and infidelity as if it's okay. And the real answer to the question is, because one of my mutuals, uh, he putting out videos talking about what women need to do to keep their men happy so that they don't cheat. And I'm like, I feel like you can't have that conversation without condemning men that cheat first. It's like, listen, don't cheat men in so many words, but women, these are some things you need to do if you want the best hopes of your person not cheating. But the reality is, I think that if you would cheat, it's always a risk that you're going to cheat. If you would cheat, it's always a risk that you're going to cheat. And if you're on the edge of not cheating based on some shit of what your partner doing, you ain't, you don't need to be in no relationship. No, you absolutely. Like, you really don't need to be in no relationship. Um, Like I said. But I think that it's a, it's a measure of your integrity. It's a measure of your morals and your ethical grounding if you cheat. Like, yeah. ain't nothing, no excuse 
should be the thing that kept you from cheating. The only excuse is that you didn't have the fucking willpower, you didn't have the self-control, and you didn't have the desire to put the work and energy into your relationship. You just planned on taking it somewhere else. For anybody who cheat, that's what that is. So it don't matter how pretty or handsome you are, your physical appearance has nothing to do with whether or not your partner gonna cheat on you. At all. This, and again, that is why I don't understand why people be so shocked when the Nia Longs or the Beyonce's or the Halle Berry's or it, like, what you mean? <laughs> this has nothing to do with it. And usually when you find out the person that the person was cheating with, usually we don't even think that they're at the same level of attractiveness, but that's not what it's about anyway. So that it doesn't play a factor. I really wish people would stop that narrative. And stop being shocked by that shit. Like, it don't matter. If you were the nigga that's gonna cheat, if you were the bitch that's gonna cheat, they gonna cheat. It don't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, get your divorce, ma'am. Like, whatever you need to do, divorce that motherfucker. Because not only did he betray you, but he couldn't even take responsibility for the shit and tried to blame you for what he did. And the, the blaming you was, I didn't like your underwear. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, and he said that and thought that this is going to be like, she's going to forgive me. He said that shit with a straight face and then said, <laughs> we can work through this. <laughs> like, it's so many, like, yeah, there are so many steps between this and that. Like, he could have threw all her underwear in the trash and burned it up on set it on fire and said, hey, let's go underwear shopping for you. You know what I'm saying? He could have said, this woman broke in and stole all your drawers. We need to go and get some more drawers. You know, he didn't give her a chance to communicate. If that, Let's say that was really, really the answer. Let's say that really, really was the issue. And let's talk about all of the pitfalls that he made in this situation. First, he noticed that he didn't like the drawers. And he didn't tell her that he didn't like the draws. And for four, he sat, years. For four years. For four years. He sat there and not liked the draws for long enough and didn't communicate it enough to go seek a communication with somebody else who I presumably wear draws that he like. And, you know, that could have started off with a, oh no, I had this meeting with this woman who's who's wear sexy underwear. I should not do this. I'm in a marriage. And then that turned into, oh no, I'm having physical contact, whether it's a hug or a kiss with this person who has, you know, the the underwear that I like. Instead of communicating to his woman, I think that I'm going too far now. Like he never he could have kind of underwear somebody has on. I'm imagining that he I'm imagining that he got pictures, sexy pictures from the person. I'm well, assuming like, that's he... what I'm saying. To, to even get to that point to determine that she because she wears sexy underwear, so you want to engage with her. How you know that? Well, you know how, how motherfuckers be answering questions. What you got on? For them to even start their interaction in the beginning, what made him choose her? If it's all about underwear, why? I don't think he chose her. I think he chose somebody who said that they got some sexy red lace on when he asked think... what you got on. But why are you even asking her what you got on? That's what I'm saying. The draws was a problem. So he started seeking somebody else to engage with. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying, like, at the point where the draws is a problem, you get, you know, and so from there, it actually got up to the point where he invited this person to his house 
And he didn't communicate this to his partner at any point, you know, which at least they give you something to stand on if you tell your partner. Well, it never give you anything to stand on as far as cheating. But if you tell your partner, look, I've talked about your draws several times and you didn't change it, you know, maybe she would feel like it was her draws because now she asking because it's some bullshit out of the blue. It's some out of the blue bullshit. It's right. some made up shit. That's what that is. That's the best because he didn't have a valid reason. Okay, that's the best he could come up with. It's not that because y'all having sex four times a week. It's not that we don't have sex enough. It's not that you know you aren't affectionate enough for me. It, he didn't have. He literally had nothing. This is what grasping for straws look like. <laughs> And the fact that this was the best you could come up with means that that lady, there's, she is perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong with her. This the only thing you could come up with? <laughs> I don't like your underwear. Bitch. <sighs> Jesus. It's too much. It's too much. I, look, I don't give a pass for infidelity. And I don't I don't even fault the cheat tea. Like to me, that there is nothing that the person that got cheated on could have done to justify your cheating. Um, there are a lot of things that they can do justify sparking a conversation about your actions in this relationship. And there's a lot of shit they can do that can spark you leaving that relationship. But in my eyes, it ain't shit that they can do that sparks you going to seek that from another person without um, having that conversation and without putting that energy and the work into fixing whatever it is that you feel like you're seeking refuge from. And there are situations where I think cheating happens organically without it being intentional. And I guess that's the most forgivable cheating piece, I guess, if, if one would be. Um, where it's maybe like I get some long-term friends or at a game night or something, have some drinks and they just chilling and it turned into something physical. I mean, I don't really care about any cheating, but if, if I'm going to look at cheating and assess it, it'll be some shit that happened organically. Not like some shit where you done got damn made plans, done invited somebody to our house, done knew I was at work, like methodical with it or something like that, but. I don't know. It's uh, cheating is a reason for you to say, "Okay, I'm out," or or things that people do that you would cheat on them for is a reason to be I'm out. If you have this inkling in your mind that says, "Man, I'm gonna go find me somebody else to talk to," that's the moment you need to be having a conversation with that person or fucking leaving, not just cheating and then coming up with excuses afterwards. It's fucking ridiculous. Very much so. Um. But anyway, um, am I the asshole for sending my son to school with less food and explicitly telling him not to share with his best friend? My immediate response is yes. Okay. Like, uh, the situation began a year ago and blew up in our faces last week. My son Gregory is 13 years old. He just began the eighth grade. His friend Peter, 
is also 13 and began in eighth grade too. Gregory and Peter have been friends since elementary school. Last year, I noticed that Gregory would be ravenously hungry after school every day. He would come home and eat a frozen dinner or something and then help himself to seconds at dinner time. I chalked this up to him being a 12-year-old boy and let it be. Something about the situation was nagging at me, though, and while Gregory wasn't clear about why at first, he eventually came clean. Peter was being sent to school every day with no lunch. It looks to me like the typical case of neglectful and unfit parents. The one time that Gregory went to their house, he came home with comments about it smelling really bad and his Peter's parents locking themselves in the garage for hours. Feeling bad for Peter, I decided to discreetly begin giving Gregory more food every day, just about doubling all his food. Over time, I became less discreet and began packing a separate lunch for Peter. I was never thanked for this by anyone, but I knew Peter was eating the food I sent. This year, things are different. Money is tighter for personal reasons, and frankly, with how expensive things are, I have decided not to spend exorbitant amounts of money supporting someone else's child. I sat Gregory down and told him that I would be packing him one lunch, which is for him and him alone. I made it extremely clear, do not share with anyone, and this includes Peter. Gregory followed my instructions until one day last week, I got a call, a phone call from Peter's mother. She was livid that I had cut Peter off without a single word. I asked her when it became my responsibility to feed her son, and she responded that if she had known I wasn't sending Gregory to school with too much food, she would have handled it herself. I asked her if she remembered why I began sending him to school with the two lunches in the first place, and she hung up on me. I feel conflicted. I know I'm having my kindness thrown back in my face, but did I approach this situation incorrectly? Oh, I mean, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I think he, I think he handled it incorrectly. Oh. I think that it was a really, really big shift from the lesson that he was teaching his son through helping out his friend and then going to absolutely don't be sharing food. Like, it, it, that's a big jump because if I was Peter, I'd probably give Gregory my food knowing that he ain't got it and knowing that I can come home and just eat later myself. That's what he or, was doing. That's, what the, that's how this started, because that's what he was doing. And so then no, parent... But what I'm saying is, his parent told him, no longer do that. Like, this thing you were doing out of the kindness of your heart, which was sharing with your friend, not only am I finna stop giving extra food for you to take to your friend, but you can't even share your food with your friend now. That's fucked up to me. Because I'm still gonna share food with my friend if my friend hungry. I don't think that, I don't, I don't like that. But given how his mother responded to it. But the, the mama didn't talk, I mean, what is he asking if he's an asshole for? For not like, sending food to school for the kid anymore? So he decided all of that before the mama talked to him. He like The mama talking to him, I mean, may justify the reason that he didn't do it, and he ain't wrong in the sense that it ain't his responsibility to feed somebody else's kid. But like it's what it's other things that he could have done for this. This kid, I mean, he's talked about shit that we would have to mandatorily report this shit. Mm -hmm. Stinking, no food, parents locking themselves away for hours. Nah, this is this is some you need to go to the people shit. You know, so if you ain't gonna go to the people, I think it's bullshit that you stop giving this child a resource that they need and then telling your son that you also can't help your friend with this resource. It's fucked up because the message he's been teaching his son is when people are in need, then go it, ahead. But now, say what? Why do you think it's a man? Or woman. 
I don't know. I don't know. For Dads some reason, don't usually pack lunches unless they're single fathers. I don't. It know. don't matter. The same. Same. <laughs> it don't matter. The same applies. A parent who is responsible enough to pack their child's food. I I don't know why I thought it was a man. But <laughs> either way, yes, it's fucked up. I think. I think that they should have. They should have done some different shit because they just saying, okay, just throw Gregory back out to the wolves now. <laughs> I don't like that. It's not, not no solution for Gregory. Gregory is getting even less than what Gregory was getting before Mama got involved. Now because of Mama or Daddy. So do you think that they should report? What do you think that they should do, or should have done? I would have reported they ass from the jump. <laughs> Gregory coming over my house stinking and eating a bunch of food. <laughs> Most pay, I don't know. I think we think of that because we legally are mandatory reporters in our profession but i don't think the average person i would have this is what i would do i would have had a conversation with my child and asked them would they be okay with having uh lower quality lunches in order to uh, help gregory have a lunch because things again tight money wise i don't want to take this stuff from gregory but your your lunch is gonna have like everybody got a sacrifice we're gonna still sacrifice some money that we might not we might be squeezing to get you're gonna have to sacrifice your lunch um, and that'll be to continue to help Gregory eat, you know, otherwise the option will have to be that, you know, you're going to have to be very discerning with what you share with Gregory and one, let my child make that decision. If they want to make that decision, I won't force the, them to just cut that off because what it looked like now, your friend Gregory come here and you eating and you telling him like, like me, I would never stop giving my friend that shit. I would just be doing it behind my parent back now. That's probably what the kid's doing. The comments are bad. Nobody thinks that they're an asshole for not continuing to feed the child. They're saying it's because you didn't report what is neglect. Neglect. Yeah, I would have reported that. I would have reported that shit. I would have reported it as, um, I mean, because at the very beginning, she said, it seems like a case of neglect. And then proceeded to have her own solutions. Like, again, you're right. In being in a profession, me, my perception is the odds are if he's in this level of neglect, he probably dealing with some abuse. He mm -hmm. probably dealing with verbal, mental, physical abuse. He's dealing with a lot of shit. If this is how, like the, uh, it's like you ain't great parents, and then you ain't giving your child food. Like bad parents, if nothing else, can make sure their children is eating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bad parents, if nothing else, can make sure their child is clean. Like parents who know they bad specifically, they know how to make the world think that their kids ain't got no problems outside of their kids telling them. If you at the point where your child ain't eating and they smell bad, the level of neglect there means it's other bullshit going on. You're not focused on your child. And frankly, the people you deserve to be called or the you deserve for the people to be called on you. So I would have called the people straight up. Yeah, as a therapist, for real, yeah, but I feel like reasonable parents who understand what what uh, neglect and abuse look like would call the people. I don't know. People don't be liking to get involved in this shit. Right. I don't know. I don't know that the average parent would. But I think the average parent would not get involved to the point of fixing that kid lunches either. You know, it's like you need to be all in or all out, man. Don't be fucking hokey pokey with a motherfucker's safety and hunger and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to be out, be out. Be like, look, I'll give you, I'll step, stack you a little bit more lunch, son. Some days you ain't going to have as much. I guess you got to discern what you're going to do with your food, you know, because you're probably going to be giving it to him anyway. 
It is what it is, but we're not getting involved in that. But if you're going to fully, wholeheartedly take on this child's neglect yourself without calling the people, you can't just motherfucking just snatch that shit away from a motherfucker. In my mind, it I don't think you should. Just, just have told the kid in the beginning, don't share nothing with Peter and not sent an extra lunch. If you could look into a crystal ball and see that your money was going to get tight enough where you can't, yes, you should have did that shit. Should have did that shit. It's just one of those situations where when you pigeonhole yourself into somebody expecting something from you and it's a child and you're not willing to go to the systems that's supposed to deal with this issue, then you should keep doing it. Otherwise, you never should have did it. I really don't care whether you can foresee it or not. Now, if this was your friend next door and they grown as hell and you helping them out for a time, now fuck them. But not only is this a child that you have determined has been neglected, it's also your fucking child's best friend. If it's if it ain't nobody else that you're going to help in their life, it should be your child's best friend. Because your child is going to pick up where you are. Because, again, I do believe that their heart is in the right place. But to me, that means that their child's heart is in even a more extreme place than what theirs is. So I don't even think that they child would be able to adopt the idea that I ain't finna give my friend nothing. They don't spend a whole school year sharing with them and seeing you fixing them lunch, putting your energy into it. Your child is not finna fucking stop giving that boy food. And what you finna do is you finna deprive your child now of food because they gonna keep being who they is. They not finna sit there and tell their best friend, no, I don't even finna give you nothing. So yeah, to me, I do think that she an asshole. Um, but again, I do get the fact that you can't, everybody don't like those systems of reporting and stuff, but if you're not going to report, if you're not going to save the kid, you can't just throw the kid back out into the deep end again. That's fucked up to me. Yeah. The reporting, it wasn't going to necessarily. It don't guarantee the solution. No, because they could go out, parents. Find or give the parents chance to pick. Like we we know how that system works. So it ain't like if she reported it, they were immediately going to remove Peter to it, like a better home where he was getting fed. You know, depending on how bad the home actually is, um, nothing might not have happened. Somebody said they think that they cooking meth since they in the garage all the time. Probably, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. But uh, but I feel like if they in a community in which parents would cook meth, I feel like that. They should probably be going to a public school in which the school feed the kids. Like, don't you have to pay for? I don't know how school lunch works now because I don't got no kids. They still got free lunch. Do they still free lunch still exist? Yeah, yeah. Especially since this Michelle Obama food downgrade shit started happening. Is that still going on with them not being in office anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just depending upon the school system. Because well, that doesn't make sense. Why would the kid not have food if they're going to a school where food is served? That's why at the beginning I was thinking that it, they must be some people with resources and these parents got resources but are neglectful. But if you downgrade to parents cooking meth, then they don't have resources, which means I assume they live in a community in which lunch is free for people who can't afford it. And not only that, why teachers like why teachers ain't recognizing this pattern with this child? All schools do not do free lunches. All I know, all schools don't do free lunches. 
But, there was a universal free lunch program during COVID, but that ended. Cause I feel like I feel like this has been a talking point in some of this political shit recently that um some of these politicians vote against having free lunch programs in their school systems and districts. Like I know free lunch was a thing when we were in school, but I don't know what it's like now. So Free lunch has never been available for all students. Free lunch is income based. Like even when free lunch is offered, it's income based. Me and my brother got free lunch when my I mama was single. Yeah. When my mama got married, we had to pay for reduced lunch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, during COVID, free lunch was for all kids. It is no longer for all kids, but free lunch is still offered for kids who qualify for free lunch. In the U.S., is that everywhere? It's supposed to be. I, I, well, I don't know. The only thing I'm seeing is all related to COVID. Yeah, so I, I don't know how deep I have to get down to go see what the standards were for a uh, free lunch, because from my understanding. Free lunch um, offerings is income-based. Like, again, there are legitimately families that can't pay for lunches. I know. that's And that's how, I mean, it's always been where it was income-based. It was income-based when we were in school. But but what, what we're saying is, at a certain point, kids who didn't have the money just never ate. That's not the case. Everybody's still eating lunch. There's no kids that are sitting out from eating, even if they don't bring money. Uh, but I'll tell you this, one thing that families have been dealing with in some schools where the kids eat, but they accumulate a tab at the school and they send that to the families at the end of the year. Now, some schools were doing that, but they didn't stop the kids from eating. They just gave these parents these high-ass bills at the end of the school year. But what happens if the parent don't pay the bill? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just a scare tactic. Some bullshit to make the parents that are conscious of making sure their debts are paid would pay it off. Maybe. But I'm not inclined to believe that. Like, me and my brother wouldn't have been able to uh, eat lunch in school if that had been the case. That was not 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. That ain't even a long time ago for a program in which society ain't changed enough to where people would have income now for it. It's just got worse. It has, but you're, there are many things that have changed and many things that have been removed when people needed them that people have been upset about. So it's not like they haven't removed other things, even though things are worse. I don't know. Because if it's, a, if, it's a, if everybody has it um, depending upon household income, I don't know why this would be talking points or why people would be saying, like, you don't care about kids. If you couldn't, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. What if you it, mean? Like I said, it's free lunch. Uh, providing lunches for kids has been talking points in a lot of these like political debates and removing these programs that help kids have access to lunches. So That's what I'm saying. In one scenario, to me, the parents had the income that wouldn't qualify a kid for free lunch anyway. In the other scenario, because they cook meth, Maybe their income ain't that, and they would qualify for free lunch. I'm just discerning the two. I guess what it is is that they don't qualify 
for free lunch for some reason. And the parents are suck, so they're not giving them money to buy lunch. So it's very possible for him to be in a scenario where a school would offer free lunches, but the kid can't pay for it. But if it's free lunch, you don't pay for it. What you mean? No, no, no. When it's free lunch, you do pay for it. If you are a kid, everybody got a lunch card. If How you're is it free if you're paying. Yeah, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. The free is only for if you are a kid that qualified for free lunch. If you didn't qualify for free lunch, you don't get lunch if you don't pay for it. Okay, so then you said there is an instance in which he could qualify for free lunch but not have the money to pay. No, I said this. Uh, I don't. Regardless of what I said, what I meant is there is a scenario in which he qualified for free lunch. Okay. And the only reason, and I'm thinking family wise. I'm saying. At first, during the whole story, I'm thinking that they live in a community and go to a school where he don't qualify for free lunch regardless, which is why the only thing that makes sense of why he wouldn't be able to eat. Mm -hmm. They qualify for free lunch. I mean, he don't qualify for free lunch and his family ain't giving him money. The family circumstances that would qualify him for free lunch is his parents not having money, hence they resort to cooking meth. Mm -hmm. Into which I was asking the question, why wouldn't he be eating at school if free lunch was available, which which I was asking that question, like why why ain't he eating lunch at school if that's the case? Like all we know is he coming to school and he ain't eating nothing at school, and his friend got to bring him a lunch. Mm-hmm. So what what's going on at school to where he ain't getting no food offerings at at school? Again, I was listening to the story from the jump as if his parents had the money but just was neglectful. You know, but these kind of parents also probably wouldn't fill out the paperwork to send to the school to say that my child should have free lunch if free lunch was still offered. Yeah. You know, but that's still fucked up. You know, it's still fucked up to me that a, a kid that go to school and swipe a lunch card and it say, no, nah, you owe money. You can't eat because you owe money. Then because the days that I didn't have when my mama got married, the days that I didn't have my it, lunch was only 40 cents for me. Um, But. The days that I forgot to bring quarters to school or I just didn't have no money, I couldn't eat. Yeah. It's that simple. You swipe your card and say you owe money. If you don't pay them that money, you're not going to eat. So, and, and, and a lot of time, I mean, I, I could have, I could have, my grandparents could have paid for that shit. My grandparents had enough social security coming in. They could have just paid that shit for the whole year for me. But like, there was one of them things where like, I didn't know to be communicating this to people. I, I didn't know, like, why I got to get up in the morning and come ask this grown person for 40 cents for me to eat for lunch? You know what I'm saying? It's just this whole, I didn't want to be having to do that. I was in high school. I didn't want to have to be doing that and shit. But that's, uh, you know, I would have called the fucking people and let the people deal with it. If the people didn't deal with it, then after that phone call, I would have went straight to her fucking house. To the parent? Hell yeah. And they just done. They just called me and asking me why I cut their son off from food. Uh-huh. I'll be like, we can talk about it uh, in person if you have an opportunity to meet. And Get up in that bitch and throw hands. <sighs> Fuck you mean? You ain't gonna call me with that level of disrespect. If you ain't calling me saying I really appreciate, like, first off, 
little motherfucking Gregory was going home saying, Peter mama been fixing me food. And then that parent had to say good because we tired of goddamn trying to take care of you and shit, which they had been doing. And then when Gregory came home and was like, mama, I'm hungry. And mama said, what, what, Peter mama ain't fixing you food no more? No, they ain't bringing me food no more. What is their phone number? What is their phone number? Like the steps that they had to go through to be okay with what I'm doing and the amount they had to involve Gregory in telling them what's going on <laughs> to call me with the audacity of being upset that I... That's fighting words to me. I mean, it might not be fighting words, but it's a fighting circumstance. It's implicit disrespect. You gonna go to jail. Behind. Go to jail? Yes. No, I ain't going to jail. How you not? I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna tell them they cooking meth in their garage. I'm gonna tell them they don't got no food in their refrigerator because their child always come to school and come to my house hungry. None of that is gonna change your assault charge. What? The child has been saying that they've been abusing him. None of that. <laughs> police gonna, gonna go straight in that. Look, when the police go in that house and find out that they in some fucked up situation, I'm a hero. Not going to jail for that. No black ass, you really think that they not gonna come? Oh, whoa, 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 no, no, no. This isn't a community where all the people look like me. If the people don't, if I'm the only person in this community, I ain't doing none of that shit. Matter of fact, we ain't fixing Gregory no food. <laughs> they white. <laughs> they white. <laughs> they don't need nigga help. <laughs> they is not getting colored help over here. Look, you can have white friends. But white friends ain't getting no uh, colored-only lunches. That's just not finna happen over here. They white. They got a rich-ass uncle, a rich grandparent. Somebody gonna lead them in an endowment, inheritance, and all that shit. We ain't got none of that. Wait, I, no, we ain't Matt, fixing lunches. You, not meth cookers? Meth cookers ain't got none of that shit. These the poor white people. I'm not... Well, I wouldn't live in that community. I wouldn't be living in no community where some motherfuckers down the street cooking meth unless they on some Walter White shit. <laughs> like it, they gotta be on some breaking bad shit they gotta be on some oh we I thought I was finna die I'm a very successful person and now I'm living out my my drug dealing dreams in my successful life <laughs> not successful life but life that I chose where I have a fucking career I'm not finna live in no community where niggas don't got no jobs and just cook meth in the garage all day <laughs> with their child in the house like if I'm living in that community shit going real bad for me <laughs> And and I don't got money to give motherfucking my child friends no goddamn extra lunches. I'm not living in that community. I'm only living in a community where it's uh, middle class black folks to where I'm helping my friends, black friends, or I'm in a community where uh, I done leveled up and it's only me and my kids and a bunch of white people, but they ain't getting no help. I ain't calling CPS on them. I ain't doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. That's white problems. I ain't finna get myself caught up in white problems. Oh God, that's not good. So yeah, no. My when you say my black ass, yeah. If I'm if if the scenario is is my black ass going to somebody's house, I ain't going to nobody's house. <laughs> I'm only going to black folk house. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be racist. Like, have like how often do black people get caught cooking meth? Black folks don't cook no damn meth. That's what I'm saying. These so they gotta be white folks. This would never. Oh, be. they absolutely white folks. I knew that when the motherfuckers' <laughs> name was Peter and Gregory. <laughs> These fairy tale character names. <laughs> 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 like if it was, 
Like, it's just, if it was Peter and fucking Lorenzo, then goddamn, it'll be different. But it's Peter and Gregory. Well, these, then, these then are the traditional white names. <laughs> Do I know a black now, guy? Now, I don't, think I know now don't get me wrong. If, if his name was Greg, if his name was Greg, he might have been black. He might have been black if he was Greg. But yeah. when you say Gregory, no, that's not a nigga. Gregory and Peter together are white. <laughs> Gregory by himself might be black. Peter by himself is definitely white. But them two together, white boys. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Yeah, Hold on. Newsflash. Newsflash. We got a email just now, one minute ago, from Leroy Ketchum. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why you say that? Because it's going to be some bullshit. But go the, ahead. Go on. The name of the email is The Bit Long and Hard. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm finna start reading it. I'm trying to figure out what the hell this is. It said, Well, like I'm Salam, con artist. Oh, that's, that's is, what? Islamic. I don't know. I always thought it was Salam Alaikum. Or is that like when you leave a motherfucker? Oh, fuck. Uh, don't make me laugh. That's I what we think of. <laughs> I mean, it, clearly, I mean, I thought it was some Wakanda shit at first. <laughs> well, like I'm Salam, con artist. It's been a long ass time since I've graced you with this heat of an email. So for one, welcome back. And I wish you many, many more. To clarify a few things from earlier in your return, yes, I 100% remember the alleged group message that Mr. On Point was a part of. As I remember at the time, we had been hooping together for more than a few years and had all grown closer as niggas do over hooping. When I met On Point, we had casually talked about hooping and I remember adding him and playing this particular day, we all decided to get into the most legendary row session of all time. Like we still reference it to this day. And On Point made a comment that he didn't end with a pause, leaving him open to being called gay. In our group, you got booted for shit less than that. It was funny at the time, and I definitely tried to add him back. Yeah, he added me back, and they booted me out again. <laughs> I Look, see, okay, so, okay, I get it. I was not in the mind of immature niggas that, like, need a pause or need a no homo because I'm confident in my sexuality. You know, if I knew I was engaging with dudes of that caliber, I would have never said shit. I wouldn't have roasted. I wouldn't have got a part of the conversation. I just would have asked when we open. But, you know, it, that that's me, though. I, I realize that in the regular world, it's hard to come across niggas that Is your have... have finna die? Say, say what? Is your camera battery finna die? Yeah, it's probably dead. I'll, I'll change it in a second. It keeps skipping, like... It's skipping. Yeah, it must be finna die. Okay. Oh no, it's it's still on. I don't know what's doing, but I'll change in a minute. Um when you start doing work, um, when you start doing work and moving forward in terms of addressing homophobia and misogyny and patriarchy and all of these different things, when you get into the world, you realize that. A, a lot of motherfuckers ain't doing that work and a lot of motherfuckers are still steeped into it and that was the first time in my life that I realized that I was thinking that the audience around me was like me and that was a very very significant learning lesson for me 
it's the real world ain't like that. Matter of fact, when I'm in TikTok lives, I use that group as an example all the time because we having a conversation about patriarchy and shit, right? And about how men gatekeep men from being able to participate in certain things. And um, it's this dude who used to bring his girl to hoop every now and then. Uh, Leroy Ketchum, I don't remember his name. It was the skinny, skinny, dark-skinned dude that liked to come drive down the middle and dunk and used to get real mad when I just stand there and let him run into me and it probably hurt. But he would bring his girlfriend sometimes. And like, while she was there, dudes would act right. But when she gone, he'd be like, oh, they'd be like, oh, he finna, he finna be trying to dunk because his girlfriend. And they would just be joking about his girlfriend being there and what it must mean for her being there. That's gatekeeping our ability to bring our partners around and show love. Like that group had a lot of toxic behaviors in it that I didn't really give a fuck about talking about because we was there to hoop. But that's one of them moments where like I should have just stayed in my hooping lane instead of trying to participate in something to gain community, you know, to try to connect with the motherfuckers, but it didn't work out. Anyway, I probably should have finished the letter before I went on that tirade. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened. It pretty much happened like that. Motherfuckers kicked me out because they thought I was gay, which, I mean, I'm not gay, so I don't care what people think. Even if you were, why would that be cause for kicking, getting kicked out? That's problematic in and of itself. I don't know. I don't know. It was a universal kick out. And you know what? I hooped with them after that. Like, because Chris told me when they hooping, I'd come. And everybody would say, what's up? Hey. And I'm like, you know, a part of me is like, nigga, keep that, kick the nigga out of the group energy. <laughs> Don't say hey to me. Just take these motherfucking licks that you finna get on this court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't say what's up. If you had a problem with me being in that group enough to kick me out twice, keep that same energy. Don't say nothing to me. Just let's hoop. <laughs> but, you know, niggas is gonna nig. Number two. In response to one of the previous Reddit stories, I too have passed out during coitus. Three times, as a matter of fact, LOL. The first time I was a young, impressionable lad whose innocence was coerced from him. I remember wearing lots of wristbands and woke up to my shirt covered in love juices. The second time, I think I was after a basketball session during what I can only describe as the recovery period where I had showered and was resting, but I'm sure I forgot to eat. The third time was mostly recently during a pretty intense no-pants dance session pretty late at night. I do believe I wasn't hydrated enough, but I will always attribute it to my wife putting that thing on me. <laughs> the, session, <laughs> the session went from one room to another and up the stairs. I remember ending up on the table, but I also remember going to sleep. It was some good sleep, too, because I woke up dick-hearted in Chinese arithmetic, leaning on the wall next to a sizable hole in the wall. Apparently, I fell out of my wife who was on the table and backwards onto which my head struck the wall here forever known as the sex hole each time this has happened my wife has been scared and is terrified but it legit feels like going to sleep and each time i wake up feeling confused but i still be bricked up like a teenager in high school sitting in front of the teacher with the fatty i just thought it would be funny to share peace and blessing the locked saying formerly the artist artist known as the uh, leroy ketchum formerly leroy t ketchum all right, locked saying. I'm gonna stop using Leroy Ketchum, but that's what the people know you by. But now they know you by the locked saying. I'm going to fucking remember that. So Leroy, just yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna remember. You that. know what? I, like I was saying, um, that uh, 
the sex hole. I like that. Like, I like naming that hole after the event. Because remember when I was telling you, if this happened to me in my relationship, I would name all of these moments after something to remember the moments by. You remember that? I would I would name them after that. So I can remember them. That's how I remember shit. Otherwise, I forget. Like, I got to name my dreams. Otherwise, I'll forget them. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know, man. I, I don't have, I won't have that luxury, man. Like you a skinny dude. So if you fall back onto the wall, you good. If I would have fell back onto that same wall, not only would there be a hole where my head at, but this whole space where my back hit, <laughs> I'm going to be stuck in the wall on the motherfucker. <laughs> like I would have to be pulled out the wall, bricked up. That's not, no. Nah. Like. I be having to think about most shit being a bigger nigga. Like, my woman would be, if I fell on my woman, like if I fell on top of my woman while I was having sex, that's that's going to be a situation. Especially like on a table. <laughs> like break both of her legs <laughs> at the same time. That'd be fucked up. But appreciate that uh, letter locked saying. I'm clearly going to I'm clearly salty about being kicked out of the hooping group still <laughs> because of being misunderstood because I had that tirade in the middle of the shit. But like, it is what it is. Like they treated me like I said, hey, you a sexy boo. <laughs> I want to touch you on the basketball court. <laughs> That's how they treated me. All I said was some shit that I didn't say no homo behind. Oh, uh, I feel like I, I didn't I didn't I didn't meet the community standards yet. I was not close enough to anybody yet. I got in there and tried to roast because they had put me in a roast. And it was just I had I didn't have the social group capital to pay to play the game. And I went in dead on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's all good. Appreciate the letter, my guy. Thanks. Do you want to do news or you want to do another Reddit? How much time we been in here? We just be giving all kind of commentary these days. <laughs> we ain't even been in here that long. We can do more another another Reddit. I ain't got that much news. Um, either. Um, but I got some. Am I the asshole for not defending my partner after someone called her stupid? Oh, yeah. Let's do that one. Let me just say, you wouldn't even got a chance to defend me because I wish a motherfucker would. You ain't gonna have to say, I'm not even gonna give you an opportunity. I'm already have responded and reacted before you even able to jump in. And and that's the thing motherfuckers don't be thinking about. Like me personally, I'm not gonna defend you because I'm a man. Okay? I'm gonna ask you how you want situations to go if something happened to you, right? Because one, again, I don't want to take your ability to handle the situation away from you if you want to. I'm not just going to step in and be like, hey, let me take care of this. That's not <laughs> how I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure I know because I know you, you, you don't, your partner ain't going to have time to think about that shit. Nope. At all. Who the fuck are you calling stupid? Let's talk about it. Exactly. Now, <laughs> and, and I won't want, if somebody called my partner stupid, I won't want her to step back and just look at me. 
Like, what oh. the fuck you doing? <laughs> you better turn out a goddamn cheek. <laughs> you better deal with that shit in some reasonable way. But I don't know. Let's see. The context might call for your partner need to step in. Like, if it's if it's one of my family members saying that to the person I, I'm talking to, then, nah, shut the fuck up, family member, and we finna leave. My family know that, though, so they never do. Like, my family know that me being there is a, is a gift. <laughs> it's like, Eddie being here is a luxury. Eddie will leave and not give a fuck that he was ever here. So yeah. we not finna do shit to fuck with Eddie if we want Eddie to be there. You know, and if you don't want me to be here, you can just ask me to leave. You ain't got to do no extra extra shit. Just say, Eddie, you, you'd be best if you go. Okay, cool. I got shit to do anyway. But let's get it. What, it, what it's about. So here's the kicker. This is a 26-year-old female and her 21-year-old female partner. Okay. There's no man involved in this. Yeah, I, I went straight into the uh, <laughs> traditional... Expected social dynamics. Of, There's of, of, no man in this. Two women. I'm 20. Uh, I don't even know where to start here, but I'll try. I'm 26 and my partner is 21. I work at a mechanics. My girlfriend is a nursery assistant. Not that it's really relevant. My girlfriend is admittedly not the smartest of people. Due to family in, in issues, she ended up missing like 60% of school. Her attendance was literally 45% in her last year. She'll own up to not being able to do geography, etc. Usually she's fine with it because she's aware she's not smart. Jesus. That, what? <laughs> Even that. I know, right? It's just... <laughs> um, We've been at a family meal when my younger sibling brought up the fact that they didn't get into college into the college course they wanted due to grades. My girlfriend mentioned that she had to do her English twice before getting a B and still hasn't gotten her maths. But she's not giving up yet. Topic was left for a little while, but then my girlfriend overheard my sibling talking to my mother, who said something along the lines of, I knew girlfriend was dense, but three fails from math, I just give up. I just give up. I don't know why this was said or the exact wordings. Girlfriend is upset since she was just trying to be supportive and wants me to say something, but I didn't hear it directly, and it's my sibling's opinion. I agree. I would also give up if I failed three times. You're just a bitch. Oh. She's upset with me by saying, uh, she's upset with me by saying, me saying nothing means I agree and I don't have her back. So she's staying with her parents. But as I said, I didn't directly hear it. Am I the asshole? Ma'am. <laughs> First of all, you spent this the entirety of this Reddit post talking about how fucking dumb your girlfriend is. Like, what? <laughs> Oh, how hurtful that is. And because you didn't directly hear it, so you think she lying? Because what does you not directly hear have to do with shit? Unless you don't believe that it was said. But I can believe that it was said given the fact that you, again, spent the entirety of this whole fucking thing calling her dumb. Like, there are, first of all, she's not dumb. She's not stupid. You already said yourself because of family issues, she wasn't able to go to school in the traditional sense and missed a whole lot of school. That does not signify stupid. That signifies she's unlearned. She didn't get an opportunity to have the same, you know, education that everybody else, but that does not mean that she's stupid. You're a terrible girlfriend. Yeah, you're an asshole and an awful girlfriend, and I hope she dumps you. 
because what the fuck? Yeah, I was going to mention all of that shit. You was talking about her being dumb in the whole damn letter. Like, and I really don't believe that you didn't hear the shit. Yeah, I don't either. I believe you heard it, you agreed with it, and you didn't defend it. Now, I feel like you should still defend, uh, even if you agree with something that somebody do, you still should defend your partner, uh, partner's feelings and emotions because uh, they don't have the right to say that shit. And nobody else that ain't connected to your partner had a right to say that shit like that. No. Not like, like, even if you believe it, it's like, why the fuck would you say some shit like that? Like, fuck you type shit. But, yeah, you don't deserve your lady. Matter of fact. Did you you see that your camera's died? It's weird. I just seen a black screen. (laughs) Okay. Let me change it. She's a dick. She's a dick and she doesn't even have a dick. Like, okay, well, let me just feel this so that it's not dead space. Um, It is ridiculous. I said can't. What? I can hear, uh, I can hear you talking through the headset. With- yes, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. I'll plug it up in a minute. Um, <laughs> I was I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't oh. talking to you. I just didn't want it to be dead space while you were doing that. Okay. Um she's a terrible person. Like, so she did an edit. I can see I'm the asshole, but age has nothing to do with our relationship and let's not turn it into that. She's 22 in a few months and I turned 26 less than a month ago. It's a four-year age gap, not 30. I don't even know why Pete. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You're just a dick. Like, I don't care how old you are. Like but there is a, uh, whew, this is a, I ain't going to address this on TikTok or no videos, but it is a, it's a conversation going on about age gap that I think is getting lost in a, in a weird space. It's like people are starting to look at any, so because of the age of consent between, uh, I guess, certain age groups at certain times when transitioning out of high school, I guess people are just looking at four year gaps being in an inappropriate relationship at any time. What? Yeah. Like four year. I don't know, man. It's a conversation to be had because again, it's like people like a freshman dating a senior is okay. If the senior is 17 and they 14, but when the senior turn 18 and the other one is 15, it's like people are saying, well, it's okay if you started dating before that. And it's not okay if you a 18 year old date a 15 year old. And it's like if there is a certain amount of age between two people, then the older person only had to be grooming the younger person. I, it's it's a weird conversation going on, man. That that really don't reflect real life yeah. in a lot of scenarios. Um, but that's why I think so because they what twenty five and twenty one, that ain't a big enough age gap to make a difference. No, they still watch the same fucking cartoons growing up. Yeah. What you what you jump back for? Because your mic did something. We it it was a really weird, loud sound. Oh, my my bad. Um. Yeah, the age difference has nothing to do with this, and every it's more about you thinking that your girlfriend's dumb. 
And you acknowledge that even if your sister did say it, well, it's her opinion that she's entitled to. So, like, you don't. <laughs> there's no way. Like, just say I didn't feel the need to defend you with your chest. Yeah. Just say that. I didn't feel the need to defend you. And uh, take your consequences. Basically, so this first comment, you're the asshole. Being educated and being smart are different. Your girlfriend is not well educated because family issues kept her out of school. You should not be letting it pass when your family is insulting her regardless. She letting it pass because she feel like it's true. She don't, because, and my thing is, if you feel like she's truly dumb, and why are you dating her? What do they say about you? If you, if you truly feel that negatively about her, then what the fuck are you even dating her for anyway? If you think she beneath you. Like, that's so disrespectful. Like, you literally spent the entirety calling her stupid. You acknowledge that she's not well-educated because of issues in her family. And then for you to say, oh, I would have gave up two after three times, like, just give it up. What? You, you're not supportive at all. Like, you're just a trash girlfriend. You're a terrible, terrible girlfriend. And again, I hope she break up with you and find somebody that's supportive of her and that will support her getting an education that's obviously important to her. She obviously already feels some kind of way about being behind people, other people that are in her age group. And so she's trying to rectify that. And you ain't even supportive of that shit. You're a dick. Like, my God, that was awful. You're awful. <laughs> my man. Yeah, fuck you. My God. Like, uh, I wish somebody would. So in that situation, me and you wouldn't have even been together because when you were making little sly comments and shit about my intellect, because I'm sure you did that, we'd have, nope. We wouldn't even got to a point where your family was saying a goddamn thing to me because I would have already got you together. And we wouldn't have even been together at that point. Because what you're not going to do is insult my intelligence. What you're not going to do is make these little slick-ass comments and think that this shit is just going to flow on by. Not what we're doing. Not what we're doing. So we wouldn't even made it to your family being able to say no shit to me because I would already correct you. And that would have probably led to the demise of our relationship because you're not going to sit up here and call me stupid. And you may not call her stupid, but I'm sure you treat her like she's stupid. Like, you probably are very condescending to her when she gets something wrong. No. Nope. I'm not beyond being perceived by somebody else's family as stupid. <laughs> because when I walk in there being like Joe or Quinn Phoenix, <laughs> they're going to be looking at me like this motherfucker went to high school. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I don't know if they're going to be like, this boy's stupid or something. I don't know what my partner would do if that ever happened. But I wouldn't care that much either. I mean, there are some things, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people do know that it's Joaquin, but like somewhere, like somebody the other day was talking about Asai, and I forgot what they said, but I was like, I, at first I didn't even know what they were talking about. <laughs> and I didn't want to be like, what? So I just kept listening for context clues, and I was like, oh, okay. I know what they're saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you never knew how to pronounce that shit until they said it. Well, Asai? Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like a Kai, a K, I guess. I, I know. I've heard. That's how I was saying it. And then I was like, I can't be saying that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> that shit end with an I. 
<laughs> it ain't this simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some words you got to give people passes for because they're just difficult fucking words, especially words that are not like English. People don't know that shit. I had to tell somebody the other day, like, I told him I won, a, I won second place in the spelling bee with a dude with the same first and middle name that I did. He won first place, I won second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Lamar, that's our middle names. <laughs> and the word that I lost on was owl. Like the bird? I didn't ask. I just, uh, between the bird, owl, and aisle, which, you know, when I told them the words, they was like, you mean Iowa? I said, I'm from fucking Bumpkin Town, Alabama. Ain't no all that shit sounded like Iowa to me. Ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody in Alabama be like Iowa. Nobody do that shit in Alabama. Like that's when one of the moments where you would have had to capitalize on asking people for the definition of the shit. I just didn't know I could do that. I just chose one to spell. I chose I S L E when it should have been A I S L E. Um. And so it's like pronouncing words always gonna be a fucking weird ass <laughs> shit in Alabama. <laughs> you know what I'm but it was an Alabama person. Well, I guess as I say, it would have been an Alabama person that would have like been the overseer, the person over the spelling bee that would have been saying the words too. Yeah, they they from Alabama, they from Alabama too. Like I, I'm telling you what I heard. <laughs> Ain't nobody say no aisle. I would have. <laughs> you know well, aisle and aisle, like an aisle island and an aisle, like you walk down. They, do, I mean, there's a letter difference. They sound the same. I know, but, but they, what they said also sounded like the bird. I remember thinking <laughs> about them. <laughs> I remember thinking about that shit. All I'm saying is, a motherfucker that come from that kind of environment ain't finna think that word is acai. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm like a kai, a kai berries, <laughs> and I'm saying that shit at somebody's house who be eating uh, acai bowls for for lunch and breakfast every day. I'm saying, imagine me saying that shit at their house when I first meet their damn <laughs> whole family, right? <laughs> oh, y'all eating them a kai bowls? <laughs> I might as well sound like old country red. Y'all eating them a kai bowls, ain't you? That's what they hear when they hear us talking. You know that, right? I hope they don't hear that when I talk. We That's terrible. I mean, you 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 more polished than I am, and I'm more expressive I, with how I talk. But I, everybody that always thinks that everybody from Alabama has that deep South accent, like I really wish they knew how much other people that live here that don't that shit. That's why I don't listen to country music. There is something about that deep southern accent that just made me think of Confederate flags and hanging niggas. And I can't take it. I've never been friends with somebody that has that. I can't listen to that shit. I can't. I can't. See, I, I, you 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 use like three words in that that a person outside of here would hear. First, you said that's, which you didn't say that. You said mm-hmm. that's. Now, it sounds a lot closer to that's than my that's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's still there. You also said hanging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like hanging niggas instead of hanging. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna hear that shit like that. They we use most of, a lot of our words, even when a black person from the south speak relatively proper, 
it still got that apostrophe on the end of some words. You know, like but it doesn't have that the accent different. It's the different. accent different, but the words a lot of the time is what tell the story too. You know, like I got the accent, but if you don't have an accent, but say words in a way that they would be said by somebody with an accent, it's still they be like you must be from Alabama. <laughs> you know. It's a different to me. It's just, and maybe because I'm so bothered by the accent, I li- I can't, I can't take it. Again, I've never been friends with anybody. Like, if you had an accent, I can't, I can't listen to it. I'm sorry. It See, can't, can't that? That everybody shit ain't everywhere. Can't? Who that shit ain't can't? everywhere. People don't use contractions everywhere. They don't say can't. It ain't that. Ain't the word. The word is can't. In the South, we say can't. <laughs> like, they know that shit ain't from fucking California or New York. Well, I don't think I, I, I... They have their own significant accents and way of saying words, too. Like, you know when somebody's from New York. You're not going to confuse a person from New York for being from California or from down here. Like, all of these places have their own distinctive accents and say things in a way that is not the proper English sound. Like, niggas from New York, I can't even understand sometimes, depending on, like, how New York, same thing with Louisiana. I don't be understanding a lot of the shit they say. Like, every place had, I don't know that any of us speak proper English. Everybody just got their own. All I'm saying is it's still a way to detect where you're from, regardless of how proper you think you're I'm not saying that I don't sound like I'm from Alabama, but I do not sound like Backwood Hick from Alabama either. There's a, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> there is a difference. How do you get some curse lights? Yeah. Light this goddamn fire. Get the dogs out there, out the car, out the, out the crate. And we're going to goddamn have a goddamn party tonight. Yeah, different. <laughs> that is very different to me. <laughs> Substantially different. Can't take it. I can't. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm going to talk like this my whole life. I mean, I, it's just what it is. Maybe it's a part of my charm. <laughs> oh, he's so disarming with his seemingly disin, uh, unintelligence, but when he starts saying shit, it sounds, it sounds like it makes some sense. You don't think if you move somewhere or live somewhere for a substantial amount of time that you would sound different? Absolutely. Because my brother sound different. I mean, me and my brother talk the same. We sound the same. We talk different. You know, so now it's like getting to the point, like when my brother first went out to California, when people started seeing him on movies or on TV shows, they would call me and say, damn, I, I know that's your brother. They sound just like you, but they don't do that no more. <laughs> they just recognize him. But we don't, I mean, going out there, he's had to intentionally work on that, though, because when he was on Kirby Enthusiasm, they had a scene where he had to say oils, oils. But he said oils. <laughs> and Larry didn't know what the hell. Like, Larry didn't know what the hell he had said. <laughs> so it was, it was a skit called Fruit Safe, and he was talking about um, J.B. Smooth was telling him, name all the fruits you can't, name all the, he couldn't eat stone fruit, basically. Because anything with a stone fruit, he said, I dropped dead on the fucking floor. And so Larry was like, so you can't eat fruit? And he was like, J.B. Smooth was like, name all the fruits you can't eat. He was like, a pit, a, a, a peach, a plum, and and he was like, you, uh, you think you know more uh, stone fruit than I do? And he said, the oils will fuck me up. And he's like, the what? And then my brother had to correct himself by saying, the oils. 
from the fruit. They'll fuck me up. And JD called me after that and said, like, it's other shit that he been saying that people don't be understanding out there from the South. And he had to go to classes to re-enunciate stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to do work intentionally to learn how to re-enunciate stuff because it's some shit that people weren't understanding and wouldn't translate over well to uh, an audience that's watching. Mm. So that scene might have been cut from the show because of that. But, you know, Kirby Enthusiasm, they just freestyle a whole bunch of shit and just cut it to look like what Larry wanted to look like. Yeah. So it ain't like, you know, it ain't like that scene being cut as a problem for the show or for JD. But I, I, because of that, I know that going out to somewhere else and adopting different language, yeah, it's going to change. I ain't staying in Hawaii long enough to adopt language. But like everywhere in Hawaii, they say mahalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't say that shit, you disrespect them. And, and they, they put their hands up with one of these shits. Like, I forgot what it's called, but they do that shit. Is it okay for people not from there to do that? Yeah. It's, okay. It's just a sign of res- mutual respect. Something positive happened. Oh, okay. Um, somebody let you out, let you in through traffic. They put their hand out the window with that, and you do it back. And uh, okay. Yeah, it's like you know, just showing. It's, the it's wave. a bunch of different. It's uh, the wave that we do that people get mad. If you don't get your wave, you let somebody in traffic. Like bitch. Like it's like it's like. How you it's like know? the. Yeah, it's like the Hawaii version of like when black folks nod their head to each other. Mm-hmm. Except everybody can do it. <laughs> I mean, white people can do that. But it's like, why are you doing up instead of down? <laughs> you know, white people, they they nod their head down to acknowledge you. Black folks nod their head up. Like, if a white person do up, because these days I do down for some reason. I ain't been around too many white people, but I do down instead of up. But, yeah, that's one of them things where it's like, you know, cultural, cultural differences or whatever. You good? Yeah, that's all I got for Reddit. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we can do some news. All right. If you have a Reddit question, comment, whatever, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on our social media. Um, you know, I, so we, we had a show that we didn't put out where we were talking about Nick Cannon and having... Um, all these these children i don't think i thought about the fact that what's the what is this young boy in what what a nba young boy mm-hmm. is he has the same amount of kids as nick cannon he's 22 years old he just had his 10th fucking child i mean uh, shorty low had a bunch of kids boosie had a bunch of kids Hell, who? DMX, Eddie Murphy. Like, all these rich niggas be having kids. No, not all these rich niggas do that to that extent. <laughs> not all of them out here. Well, I mean, I guess there's a component to a man. There's a component to a man being rich that makes him throw his fucking not give a fuck. Throw his meat around like that. NBA Youngboy would, would be doing this whether or not his rap career had kicked off or not. He yeah. got more action, but I feel like he would have still did this shit and just 
than a deadbeat ass dad. That's the vibe he give off. I don't think he's doing this because he has money. No, I'm not saying he did. He only 22. I'm not saying he did it before he had money. You know, he could street life. He could have been having hood money and money enough to live in the hood comfortably and have a nice car and and whatever. Not enough to, to. Adequately take care of five kids. Let's say it ain't he like he. I mean, if, if that's the case, he probably wasn't gonna plan on taking care of them no damn way. I mean, and we don't even know if he even taking care of the ten kids that he got. Like, is he taking care of the kids because he got the money? Probably not. But like, he just had don't really hear, like all the reason I heard about it because he just had the tenth, and so like there's a picture of him holding the baby because she was at the hospital and just had it. But like, I don't know how much he's there after the the fucking baby get here. Yeah, this the nigga that, that Yaya was stabbing bitches over. I just, it, oh, oh. <laughs> I stand behind. It's irresponsible as fuck to have this many children. Even if you have money. I just don't think you could adequately parent that many kids. You can't adequately parent that many kids when you're in the household with them. We saw that with them fucking 19 and counting people it's too many kids there's only two of y'all. so okay so which one do you think is worse a situation where nick cannon in agreement with 10 different women have kids or nba young boy who is just in agreement too they were in agreement having these kids with him it ain't no different to me how was it different Why what you mean agree the agreement was that they had sex what i'm saying is nick cannon presumably is arranging having children with these women. It's not that he getting them pregnant. Do we know that he's doing that? Yes. That's what the women been saying. At least two of them have said that, like, this was a decision that they made. I feel like NBA Yumbo is doing it, too. I feel like these girls and the him are like, we going to make a baby because he's young and stupid. Cause they still sound young and stupid that Nick Cannon is doing this. I'm not. I'm not talking about from the perspective of consensually having sex and a baby I, coming out of it because I think spread they are having sex to make a baby. Like I think he telling them he want to have a baby, or they just like I want to have your baby. And they, I guess that's going to depend on whether he they taking care of him or not. Why? So you think that NBA young boy is saying I want to uh, I want to have a child with you, having a child with him, and then just ab- abandoning the family? I don't even know that he abandoned it. I mean, he might be because I don't I don't know that he's doing anything less than what Nick Nick Cannon is like giving them money to help take care of these kids. I don't know how much actively Nick Cannon is present. To me, that's no different than if young if this little nigga is giving these women money to help take care of the kids. That's the same shit. It's just more polished because it's Nick Cannon, but it's no different to me. It's the same fucking shit. I think the variable is if Nick Cannon is the uh, one, if he's intending on being there and attempting to be there for all of his kids. Now, the problem is whether he can actually do it or not, which is no. He can't do it for all of his kids. He's going to do it more for some and less than others. It ain't possible he can tend to his twins with Mariah to any other kids. It's it's no possible way. Like, you know, so, yeah, he can't. He ain't going to be able to do all of that. 
But if the understanding of everybody is that this is how much time you get, this is how we all are going to engage. This is what I'm going to do for y'all financially. I'm going to be present for my family. That I feel like that's different. I just don't know. I think you're giving Nick Cannon way too much credit. I just do not think it's all laid out like that. I just don't. I don't think it's that way at all. I think he's financially, because the whoever this last bitch was, girl, woman, whatever, was, he bought her a house because they said that was the least he could do. <laughs> and so, I mean, he giving them money, but I just don't know that he has, like, planned out how much time he's going to spend with all of them. It, I just don't think it's that. I think it's the same shit. It's just okay. more polished. Okay, let's, let's take it away from Nick Cannon. Then. Let's take it away from Nick Cannon. And I'll just, I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to say what I think. I think the scenario of niggas slinging meat and inadvertently having children all over the place that they end up taking care of is different than if a man were to be in polyamorous relationships with multiple women and those people as a group decide that they want kids from this person and have an arrangement. I, I just think those are two different things. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to further say that that's Nick Cannon's situation, but I'm going to say that if everybody in this arrangement understands what we get out of it, then that's different than just like future inadvertently having kids and just like fighting not to take care of the motherfuckers like future be doing. Like future be fighting not to pay women child support when he had these great grand album sales. It's different. Like these are different scenarios. Again, two of the women that Nick Cannon was with, they know of the arrangement that he had with other women. They decided to have a baby with him because of that. I can't say that that's all of them, you know, but it's starting to feel like it's starting to feel like really that the wilding out girls just a cult for Nick Cannon to find suitors for his babies. And maybe they (laughs) say what? Is that okay? That's not okay. That's not okay. I'm not saying that's okay. That's why I took it out of Nick Cannon because we just really don't know what's going on with Nick Cannon. I just think that if if there was a scenario in which somebody who had resources said that, look, because of whatever scenario going on in my head, I would like to spread my children and my name across this place. And anybody who agree with that can come on and we can do it. And if 10 women stepped up and agreed with that in the scheme of the kids, that's fuckery. But in the scheme of whether he's actually doing wrong as far as immoral shit, I mean, I can't say that. I've never said anything about immor- immorality. I've, uh, this whole conversation for me has been about how this negatively impacts these children, which is why I mentioned the 19 kids and counting parents, because they had resources. They both were in the home with the kids. They both gave the kids financially and as far as like resource wise, everything they needed. But, but that mother- motherfuckers was molesting each other like that was 19 people in the same house. It, it doesn't matter. The reason that, why that, that do matter now. Yeah, you say reason, that piece don't matter. The reason why that was occurring, and the parents didn't even fucking know about it, is because the just the fucking how you you cannot watch nineteen kids. You can't do that. It's not possible. It's impossible. Like the more children that you have, the more spread out you become, and the less each of those kids are gonna get. It's irresponsible. But there is no recipe for how to keep your children from trauma. There's no recipe. Recipe, but there's shit that you could that you know will create trauma that you could just not fucking do. 
Well, well, it inadvertently happened, but like this ain't inadvertent. This a plan. But either way, in the worst case scenario, Nick Cannon shit is still a child being raised by a single mother. That I mean, it's still it, it just equates back to shit that's going on all over the place. I mean, it's it, it, that being raised by that single mother because the father had wanted to spread his seed around it. That piece of it don't guarantee that shit gonna go any worse than a, a family in the in the hood that's poor. It's a choice that you made. Again, you we're talking about an inadvertent or thing that you can't necessarily control the outcome of, and things that people are choosing to do. This is not a. This is hood behavior. This is like a family cycle, and so these people are stuck in these this way of thinking. This is Nick Cannon making conscious decisions, and these women making conscious decisions to do this shit. I feel like that's different. With that, to me, that still makes it a better scenario if Nick Cannon believe he can be in that child's life and is in that child's life. But he can't be. We, you just said he can't be in the kid. All he can be. People. Not the way he need to be. Not the way he need to be, but that would still be better than somebody who for 18 years hadn't been seen. They child ain't seen him in a in an environment where the father just abandoned the family. All of this shit is irresponsible. That's all. It's like, all irresponsible, but like there are still, there's still, <laughs> but, but you can't just, okay, under the umbrella of irresponsibility, there are discernments to be made. You ain't willing to make no discernments and none of it. You just saying it's all irresponsible, so it's the same to me. Because it, again, it, I think the only discernment that you make is, again, Nick Cannon shit is more polished. It's no different than what NBA Youngboy is doing, though. It's it depends. It, it depends on some variables. What if we found out that what if we found out that NBA young boy wasn't paying no money for none of his kids and none of his baby mamas and was actively fighting not to do it in court and Nick Cannon was paying all these women and making sure the kids would take we care of him buying know. a house. I'm basing this off of the information that we do know. But we don't we we don't know enough information to make any of these assessments then. Right? All we can say is it's irresponsible. That's all, all I'm trying to is that all of these situations are irresponsible? What is a discernment that you would make amongst uh, somebody that's having a bunch of kids that make a difference between the two? There, none. I just don't. Why would you do that? As far as it pertains to the children involved. There's discernments to be made is what I'm saying. There's discernments to be made. Okay. If you had a client come in, into your life that had 10 kids um, and you were working with that client, what would you communicate to that client in order to make them give those kids a better experience? What are they coming to me for? That may not even be part of a reason for me to even be involved in that aspect of their life. Are they coming to me? It is. They came to you for something related to uh, not being able to have a work-life balance because they got so many kids. That wouldn't be have anything to do with the reason and why they did it. We would have to figure out a way for them to to create whatever kind of a balance they could. It ain't. It still ain't got nothing. Like how I feel about them doing it in general don't have anything to do with what I would be doing with them in therapy at all. Morality or whatever, like irresponsible. None of that would matter. It would be about helping them find the balance that they're looking for in whatever way they can, considering. They so you don't think there's a difference between a man seeking to find balance so he could be more present for his children that he have for whatever reason, and you helping him get to a point where he can be more present for his family, even though he got to split it up and his time is limited than a man who ain't trying to do that at all and is avoiding that responsibility. None of that has anything to do with therapy. 
Like you're you're trying to make it to where I need to make a distinction. I don't though, not in this situation, and not even in that situation, because again, what they're doing outside has nothing to do as it's whatever they're coming in for. I don't have to make a distinction. Like, if because the fact of the matter is, part of the issue is he chose to have ten kids, and so there's only going to be so much that he's going to be able to balance out. That's a lot of children. And especially if they spread out among 10 different households, we're going to be real limited on what he's even going to be able to do anyway, because that's a lot of spreading yourself out. So distinctions, is it safe to say that you believe distinctions exist? You're just not willing to discern them because it's all irresponsible? Yes. Well, no, I don't even know that... Again, I don't so, know. So again, you don't think that distinction. I think distinctions exist in general. In this situation, no. So what you mean in this situation? With these all people having multiple kids, like so, double digit kids, not even just multiple children. When you in the double digits. So of all With, the men in this world that have 10 kids, you don't think that there is a scale that can put them on better for their family it's still all irresponsibility i don't care where they fall on the scale of irresponsibility it's all irresponsible it's still irresponsible like no, you're still i'm not disputing that it's not irresponsible i'm what i'm saying you're less irresponsible than the next nigga y'all all irresponsible what i'm saying is that there is amongst all the men that have 10 kids there is one group of there's a, a scale of men that can be doing better for as many of those kids as they can and there are men that can just ain't doing shit for none of their kids and they don't plan on it and and we could talk about that with men with two kids if men got two kids there's a man got two kids there's a difference between a man that got two kids that is there for his two kids and who got two kids and who ain't there for his two kids like there there's there's distinction but to be made. Why does the, uh, why does when it reaches a certain amount of kids, it don't matter. You can't be a good father, or there's no point of discerning it because you just going to be limited in how good of a father you. How can you are limited doesn't that you made like you did something in your choice to continue to have ten plus children, that was always going to limit your ability to be a parent. Why would you even choose to do that? You don't have to do that. Nick Cannon could have stopped that fight. He could have stopped and been the best possible father to the number of kids that he had at any point. But he and I'm not he ain't done. I don't think this conversation is going to go on because he's going to have more kids. Why not do that? Why not impact the world with your seed by making sure the ones that you have are the best possible kids they can be instead of just going out and having as many as you can? Until your dick stop working. Because I think that's what we're looking at. I don't know when he's going to stop. Is there a point where it just becomes ridiculous? If he can, if he go on to have 20 kids, you still going to have your same position that, well, he's doing what he can and they've had an agreement and all. Is there not a point where it's like, damn, Nick, enough? Oh, well, again, it's irresponsible. Shouldn't be having that many kids because you can't take care of them. But again, it sounds like what you're saying is because you have so many kids, you can't be a quality father to, you can't be more than another man with 10 kids. Like all of y'all the same. All of y'all are irresponsible. We, we've established that. And I'm that. not doing scales of irresponsibility. No, you're irresponsible, period. I don't care about the little nuances. You made the same decision. 
he's no different than NBA Yobor in the decision of having all of these goddamn children. Yeah, well, then for you, what's the number upon which a, a man gets to of having kids that you think that it's now no point of discerning how uh, fatherly or present they can be for their family? What's the number? Because if it ain't two, is that three, what, what's the number for you? I mean, double digits for sure. But like, I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, it got to be less. Come on, how, how how different is ten and nine? I would need to say it. <laughs> there, you act like there's not studies that show, as as far as regarding like the negative impact. Again, you as a parent only have so much that you're going to be able to do in a and that's even again again with the nineteen kids. Don't don't kids was in the house with them and was still fucked up because but, it was just so many of them. Again, you're using terminology like only so much, which means which means that there is something. So if there is something that one person is willing to give that another person is not willing to give, why not still be able to look and discern what the difference is like? I ain't saying you got to accept it. I ain't saying that it got to mean that they responsible. I mean, for real, a motherfucker trying the hardest that they can is still yes, yeah, gonna be very very limited to what they can give their children, but. If one person is intending to give four kids something and successfully does that versus a man out of them saying uh, another set of 10 kids that don't give them nothing, they both irresponsible. They both got, got a bunch of failures between their kids. One of them got less and one of them got more. I'm just, all I'm saying, I mean, you ain't got to agree. I ain't got to get you to agree. This, clearly, this is one of our debates that people yeah, going to come in and tell me I'm wrong, but there is still a difference between those two men. And again, if if there is a number of kids that you get to in which it's just null and void now, you done made it to this many kids, is no point of discerning whether you a good father or not because you really can't take care of all your kids. So it's just, then I'd like to know what that number is. Because realistically, five could should probably be that number. I mean, if they, unless they live in the same house, okay, five kids live in the same house, you find. If you got five kids spread out, then that it should probably be that number. Or what if you got three kids on three coasts? You know what I'm saying? Like it, your logic would apply to that father too, in that situation. Like, is how how is he going from coast to coast making babies anyway? He's irresponsible. <laughs> Oh well, he could have made them all in Alabama and somebody moved to New York and somebody moved to California. That, that's very different. That I, All of this has been about people on the front end making a decision. This is not about, well, how it turns out eventually. No, you've been saying that the measure is the outcome for the kids. If the, the measure is the outcome for the kids... The measure has also, I said, both of these men have made the decision to have all of these kids for whatever their reason it is. That's the beginning of the outcome for the kids is making these selfish ass decisions in the beginning. But if you have kids with women and y'all live in the same place and then people move, you didn't know that when in the beginning, but they know that they're having, Nick can't even know that this was going to be his 10th baby when he impregnated her. Young boy NBA knew that this was going to be his 10th baby when he impregnated her. Somebody who has children with somebody that can't see the future and know that they're going to move different. But they knew. Well, but but let's He's say they didn't move. Children. Let's say they didn't move, but he just had three kids and just never took care of none of them. But that would still be the same thing because he made these decisions to have these three yeah. kids, and yeah. the outcome on the kids is the same. So He's I mean, like, technically like truck it, drivers that do that shit that just be having women and everywhere they drive around and be having these babies, irresponsible. So it sounds like then it wouldn't matter whether they it don't matter how many kids they have. The measure is if you made this decision 
and you didn't follow up by taking care of your decision based on the outcome of your child suffering, then it wouldn't matter if you had one or ten. But if we're the intention was talking the, about two men with ten kids. We're not talking about all these other things. Like the conversation has been about two men with the same number of kids, one of them substantially younger than the other. Um, so that that's what the conversation has been about, these two specific situations. But are there other situations where people can be uh, irresponsible in parenting? There's numerous. We could be here all day naming the ways that parents can be irresponsible in their beginning decisions. A lot of those exist. But the, the reason this conversation is going this path is because the way it sounds like your, uh, the way that you see it, I won't give leeway to levels of irresponsibility. That's why this kind. I'm not going to. It's still all irresponsible. Like if it's less irresponsible, he's a little more. Ir it's all irresponsible. But if you if you were dating a man that had two kids and were involved with his kids and uh, and had an opportunity to date him and, and found out another man had two kids and he didn't fucking take care of his kids at all, that would be a, a how you make a decision about uh, dating the people further, right? One of them is irresponsible and one of them is not. How is I mean. He, the the guy who's taking care of his kids is not being irresponsible. He is there if I if I dated somebody who had ten. I, first of all, I would never. If I met somebody, let me say that. If I met somebody who had ten kids, it would not fucking matter to me whether or not he was as involved as he could possibly be. You having ten kids to me is irresponsible, and I'm not going to date you whether you're involved with the kids or not. You got ten goddamn children. No, absolutely not. It wouldn't matter. That distinction would not be made. I'm not dating somebody with ten kids. Period. Wouldn't do it. As soon as I met you and you stay at 10, don't care. I don't care how involved you are. I don't care if you're going to all the I don't give a fuck. 10 kids, there's errors. No, I don't want no parts of that. Don't want no parts of it. So, so then, so a man that had 10 kids that spent a significant amount of time with all his kids mm -hmm. wouldn't fall in the category. No, I would still not date him. It's still. I mean, no, 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 not we. We going past dating. We just looking at. He I, would I, still be irresponsible. That's why I wouldn't date him. Even if he's taking care of them as much as he possibly can. Again, you're limited. I know you would look. I know you wouldn't date him. I'm just talking no. about in general now. Like amongst amongst the niggas with ten kids, we got NBA young boy who we don't know what he's doing. Nick Cannon who believe he can but can't, and we got another man who he maybe he ain't got to work. He can beat up all ten of his kids. Now we know that the decision was irresponsible, but are we not looking at him any different than any of those other men because he made ten kids? Yeah, it's irresponsible. And what? What? And what? Give me, please, an example of somebody who would not have to work and could just be at home with ten. And then again. Then that goes back to the 19 kids and counting people. That's the same situation. They were both at home with those kids, but because there were so many of them, them kids had all kind of fucking problems because they could not be there watching adequately. So like, even if you didn't work and you were there with them, does not guarantee that the kids are not going to suffer from the fact that there's 10 of them. Because them white folks showed that they had money. But don't guarantee they are going to suffer. I, my thing about this is this. If at any point I decide to have kids, anything that I have control over in the beginning that I can do to make their life better, I'm going to do that. I'm not because it's already enough shit that you don't have control over. It's already enough shit that could potentially happen that you couldn't foresee. 
But the foreseeable shit, why would you roll the dice on that? For what? And you don't have to. That's what I'm saying. Like, if something happens that you didn't foresee, I cannot fault you for that. But this is not that. These are people making conscious decisions. And I'm not going to make no decisions in the beginning of a child's life that I know could potentially, especially not no black kids. My kids would be black. I'm, I'm trying to give them all the, the levels up in life I can because I already know how difficult this shit going to be for them. So why would I do stuff that could potentially make it even harder when I don't have to? That's crazy to me. And these are black men with black little boys and black little girls. Like, I just, why? Why would you do that when the world already going to be shitting on them anyway? That's stupid to me. For what? No. No. I'm sorry, I can't. I and I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm not disputing that at all. That that is the scenario. I don't agree with nobody having this many kids. Uh, I know that there are situations that can come out of this problematic. In my head, uh, a millionaire absent father that can provide resources for their kids is better than a broke ass uh, dude working under the table who got the same amount of kids who ain't trying to provide for them. In my mind, uh, a group of those kids have a better possibility uh, of of some form of success while they are going to have some trauma and the other group has uh all of the markers of having a more problematic environment they from a poor environment they don't have resources they don't have a father figure in their life they just gonna have a worse time than those other kids that's what i'm saying that's all i'm saying and you you are not willing to make the discernment because it's all irresponsible but at some point somebody got to make that discernment at some point, some system is going to make that discernment. Or maybe people make better decisions. Why do we the have dis- to make the decisions? I mean, if we had time machines, that'd be great. Well, no, because the thing about it is, we're not going to say, if that were, I would accept that statement if from viewing this, people wouldn't go on to do this shit. Okay. They can't go back in time and not do this, but other niggas are going to do this. It does not act like like this from this point on because we know it's irresponsible. Nobody's ever going to have 10 kids again. That's not the case. We know that this is going to happen. It's been happening. It's people with more than 10 kids. That's what I was about to say. Jordan Lowe probably had more. I don't remember how many he had. He had a lot. It's going to continue to be a thing. This this is not revolutionary shit. And and more, more so than anything, men that have a lot of money or resources, one, they have greater access to women. Two, they have greater access to women who would like to have a baby by them because it's financially rewarding for them to do so. And so that those combinations are going to put those men in group. That ain't new. That's been around forever. And it ain't new in the hood. Why why make discernments to make it easy for like, well, I did this, but I ain't as bad as such and such because I, you know, I'm doing it. It's all still bad. Like. Well, the conversation we have and ain't finna reach somebody who gonna start doing this because it's being done. I'm just not willing, even in my own conversation, to make discernments for it because all of it is wrong and it needs to stop. It's stupid. It's because you have money. You got money, that means you gotta make babies? All the shit you can do with having resources and money. (laughs) This is what you do because you got the money to do it. Like, what? The conversation ain't justifying somebody's ability to have a bunch of kids because they got money. It's basically saying these kids being here and focusing on the outcome of what these kids are going to have, there are ways that these kids are going to have a better life versus not have a better life. That's just the reality. Some kids are going to have a worse life after they're here now, and some are going to have, if we're just talking about the outcome of the kids, that's a different conversation than men 
out here looking at Nick Cannon as an example and choosing to have a bunch of kids because of that. If we're talking about the outcomes of the kids, what schools your kids go to make a difference. The kind of food your kid eat make a difference. The ability for your mother to be present make a difference. All of that shit make a difference. Yeah, even if you also know that there are a lot of celebrity kids because they and they have all those things that you're talking about who still end up having severe mental health issues, even though they had all the things a kid could possibly want because their parents weren't present in their life other than providing resources for them. We see it all the time. You see these celebrity kids that end up on drugs, that commit suicide. They had all of those things that you're talking about, all of the resources, the best school, the best food, all of that. But not having your parent present matters. We know that. That That's... I guess the undertone of my argument, that's the undertone of what I'm saying, is like there is no way to determine that these kids are going to have a better or worse time than any single parent kid in the community with a family because of the resources or a wealthy family who got all things together and their kids ain't got together or Nick Cannon having 10 kids with all of these women. And because Nick Cannon made these irresponsible decisions, that it's somehow supposed to be some measure of the outcome of these kids. It's not. It's, it's not, not. Best of the guaranteed outcome, but like I said, I don't understand why you would do something that could pretend when, again, there's so many other things that you don't have control over. Why would you do something that could potentially have negative outcomes when you don't have to? This, again, this is not a mistake. This is not a, this shit just happened. This is like choices. Why make this choice when you don't have to, when you could Again, just do everything you could. Because, again, you already know it's going to be difficult. And, but again, we, you we, got look, especially we, feel away because these are little black kids that you're doing this to. Well, we can say that to everybody who uh, are are in cycles of making mistakes or who have a uh, uh, conditioned mindset that makes them feel like this is the proper decision or who is not responsible enough to take the precautions to not have the, we can say that about anything that anybody does. Okay, well, we you do. shouldn't have made the decision. You shouldn't have we made the decision. Say, and say what? We do say that about other stuff. That people should not be making some of these decisions. But does that mean that a conversation should not be had about how to make the best of the decisions that's being made for the people involved? Isn't, we were not having a conversation about me. I, my team, all of this is irresponsible. You want to have levels of irresponsibility when discussing this, and I'm just saying it's all irresponsible. Let's not, well, let's not look at it as levels of responsibility. Let's look at how much a person who's made these decisions can make their situation better. Like, what can they do? Like, there are things that they can do to make the situation better. And there's a conversation to be had about what this person who has been irresponsible can do to start being accountable for their actions. And I'm saying that, like, if we just going to look at them all the same, then at what point are we saying this is how you take accountability for that? It's like, nope, not having a conversation with you. Your ass irresponsible. I'm saying you're irresponsible. We need to have a conversation about accountability. And accountability looks like this. Accountability means continuing to have children and doing the best you can, even though you're continuing to have children. That's being accountable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking about. Let's say this time next year, Nick Cannon had an 11 kid. 
he's being accountable because he's taking care of all of the key or the best to the best of his ability, even though he's still making the decision to create even more life. So like, because he's doing the best he can to take care. So he can just have as many kids he wants to. It's never going to matter because the accountability part is not in the decision he's making. It's the what he's doing after he makes the decision. Because again, I don't think this is the last of it. I, I but, think it's not going to be his last child. He's going to stick to this shit. Okay, that would that would be the case. But you you are making that argument in the event that somebody who doesn't stop having it, the way you've been arguing is if somebody has no more kids after that, it still wouldn't matter because with their ten kids, they've been irresponsible. So ain't no conversation to have because you've been irresponsible. Ain't even a conversation to have about accountability because well you got ten kids now. Like shouldn't have had ten kids. I, I ain't got shit to tell you about how to be better for that kid, those kids or that family or what you should do to move forward and be accountable for those things. Like, that's your point. So it wouldn't even matter in the point you've been arguing whether they had kids or not. Because if they don't have no more kids, it sounds like your point still stands on that person too. It, it's still irresponsible. Like, again, like I said, if I met a man who had 10 children and he wasn't planning on having any more kids, I still wouldn't date him because, yes, irresponsible. One look, we just him existing. You don't have to talk about you dating. You you feel like that way about him existing, regardless with anybody. He's still irresponsible. Yeah. What's the irresponsible part though? Because if if he's if he stopped having kids and he's seeking to not have any more kids, then when when do we say he was irresponsible instead of he is irresponsible? Okay, you had ten kids. You you got the snip snip. You're not gonna have any more. So you were irresponsible. Now, what do you do with that person? Because you were irresponsible, you, we we still ain't gonna talk about ways you could be better. He was irresponsible in that regard, and I, you know, you can't take back the kids. So, well, still, I know you can't take back the kids, but like, you can't say he is now irresponsible. He is irresponsible in the fact that he had ten kids. Yes, I'm not saying he's irresponsible in every other aspect of his life. I'm saying in this way, you're irresponsible. But if you're saying that accountability means not having more kids, right? Accountability means a lot of things. But, I but what I'm saying is the way that you challenged me bringing up accountability was you said that can he really take accountability if he keep having kids? I'm saying this person ain't having no more kids. But wait, the whole conversation has been about Nick Cannon and, and, and young boy NBA, not these possible situations that could potentially exist and happen. It's been about these two specific men. And in these two specific cases, irresponsible. And going to continue to be irresponsible. I, I understand. That's what the conversation started off to be. But what you're saying about the whole genre of men with 10 kids is that their irresponsibility renders no conversation, no more conversation need to be had with them. And that... So... I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's okay to say that. I mean, we 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 know Wait, what the I mean, I what I'm saying. Said that I, you keep trying to make it to where I'm gonna like give leeway, and I'm letting you. I'm not going to. You're right. They're irresponsible when it comes to the decision that they made for their children, and having ten of them spread out all over the place. Irresponsible. It's irresponsible. Okay, which for you means that at a certain point when you have an amount of kids regardless of if you're going to have more or you're not 
or you're trying to do better, the fact that you had 10 kids is irresponsible. It's irresponsible enough for society to not care about you in terms of helping you figure out how to be better for the kids that you have. Help you figure out how to be better. How? What do you mean? Help? What? Why is? First of all, why is it society's responsibility to help you figure out? It's not society's responsibility. This person can be asking people for help. This person can be asking people for assistance. This person could have been on. It's a lot of reasons that this person could have had kids like this, right? Asking for assistance in what way that I would actually be able to help them in a in any way. So there's financially, not, I can't help them. So there's not a form of therapy in which a person can go try to find out how to be a better parent for their kids. Even in doing that, you're going to be very li- again. You you use but the, being very uh, limited is still. Understand, you're going to be very limited. Help them and still think that they're fucking irresponsible. Like, I'm not saying that they, obviously for the the, uh, health of these children, them being the best possible parent is important. But you're still fucking irresponsible. Me helping you does not mean that I don't think that you're, and me helping you ain't even for you. It's for these children that you made that didn't ask to be here. Like, me helping you does not mean that you're not irresponsible. You're still fucking irresponsible. And now we got to figure out the best way to maneuver through your irresponsibility so that you can be the best possible parent for these children. Okay. So that's the only thing that I've been trying to understand if you have a conceptualization of and how you process this is if being a better parent is possible. And it sound, it's been sounding like that you don't think that there's no way to be a possible a possible better parent. You can be the best parent in your limited situation that you can be, yes. But what I'm saying is you put that limitation on yourself, which is what makes it irresponsible. Okay, but, and I believe that, those, yeah, those are three different conversations. How irresponsible you are is its own conversation. The limitations that you put on yourself is its own limitation, and how present you can be for the people is its own. They all their own conversations. They all their own conversations. I, I don't. They don't have to be conflated. It don't have to be because you're irresponsible because of the situation you put on yourself. Then you 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 can't get no help. Ain't no point in trying to be a better father because you, you made the decision in his limit. Didn't say that. You can be again. You, you're gonna be very limited. That all. That's all I've been trying to understand if you believe why does that matter it it still doesn't do anything for this conversation about these men making really fucked up decisions that's going to impact their kids like that's like i mean you you can be the best version of it but it's still not good i ain't the best situation i ain't disputed that uh i understand i mean ain't nothing you saying wrong I just, I just think said that Nick Cannon, you ain't. Like, he gonna be there as much as he can be, but would he have been able to be there much more had he ch- made a different decision not to do this shit? Yeah. I guess. I guess if the reason that the conversation devolved in it is for me, is because every person with ten kids is gonna be different, and. There could very well be differences between Nick Cannon's situation and Young Boy's situation. We don't know enough to know, you know. But the ex- the possibility that it can be better for some kids than other kids 
is still to me worth looking at in these conversations. It's it's still worth looking at to me in these conversations. I don't know why it's worth looking at. Why does it matter? Because it could be uh it could be different for the kids, for the outcome. I mean, just just merely, just seeing Nick Cannon with just seeing okay, so kids don't have Nick Cannon in their life. Just seeing Nick Cannon on TV with Wilding Out for their whole life or their whole childhood until the nigga die is different than seeing NBA young boy on TV for slapping up their mama they mamas all the time and new women and sleeping around all of the shit him going to jail all the time. There's two different experiences. Like I, with said, I said from the beginning that Nick Cannon Nick Cannon is a more polished version of this. But they're doing the same thing. He's a polished version. He's not the hood nigga, rough nigga. Uh, uh, that polished version still has implications on the outcome for the children. It still has an outcome. It still has a me- is a measure on the outcome so of your, the children. Your argument is that if you're going to be bad, be as good in your badness as you can be. For and that makes fact. a difference. We can apply this shit to so many problems and issues that people got. It's just happened now that we applied it to 10 kids. Everything got a scale. Everything got a scale. Everything has a scale. Now, whether we're willing to acknowledge a scale in one of the systems because of how self-inflicted that system is on that individual, it's a different conversation. But there's a scale. Whether we're willing to acknowledge it because of that. Like I'm not willing to acknowledge I'm not willing to acknowledge a scale that exists for the people that go to Pedophile Island. I'm not willing to acknowledge that scale, but a scale exists. On Pedophile Island, there's a there's a scale where somebody is willing to sexually abuse a child and kill them, and there's a, a scale where somebody is willing to sexually abuse a child and give them candy. It's a fucked up, stupid ass scale, but like we can't pretend like scales exist. We just gotta but, accept that we don't want to acknowledge some of them. I'm not I'm saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The scale doesn't matter. It can matter for the outcome. It can matter for the outcome of the kids. It can matter for the outcome. If we're talking about the outcome of the kids, we can look at statistics to determine how one type of parent absent or present fares for another type of parent absent. And if one of those parents and one of those situations for those kids differ, again, if the women that NBA young boy chose is hood women with no resources who are dependent on men and need that. That's different than women who Nick Cannon, they got their own career and their own finances and their own money. If they all going to be single parents, it makes a difference for the outcome of the children. What kind of environments they in, what kind of schools they got access to, what all kind of... Cannon's baby mamas have careers of their own? At least half of them has got their been on Wild and Out. At least half of them been on Wild and Out and, and Mariah still involves him that's not their own career that's the, basically fucking your boss it don't change that they have finances up to that point if they still don't and they whatever put them on in that scene at any point that he wants to because he's their boss that actually makes it worse that don't need that don't even necessarily that don't even necessarily mean that they still work for him that don't even necessarily mean they still work for him but either way on a scale of of those mothers between NBA Youngboy and Nick Cannon, on a scale of those mothers, the most broke one to the most wealthy one, there's going to be different experiences for those children. The ones that live in the most hood environment to the wealthiest environment, there's going to be different experiences for those children. Because Mariah's kids probably going to be fine. Even though they fall under the same category of being one of those, two of those 10 kids, 
that Nick Cannon got. They're going to be more fine than another kid. So to me, the discernment make a difference. Based off of Mariah having money, because we know Mariah's mental health has been in question before as well. No, I mean, I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying they're going to have a better experience. I'm saying they make a difference. I just, all, everything I've been saying about all these things is that they make a difference. I don't, I'm not saying they're making a better difference, you know, but the odds and the statistics of a child that is a single environment, in a single parent home, in a, 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 a violent environment, that uh, don't have a father around, that are going to a poor problematic school, if one of those mamas is on that scale, on the left, which I would assume maybe one of NBA young boys' mama could possibly be that, then statistically, they're going to have a worse time, but they could also go to Harvard. Statistically, a Mariah kid's going to have a better time. That don't mean they will. If we're talking about the outcome for the kids, it ain't nothing we can put our fingers on because a man got 10 kids. That's going to mean that these kids going to have a bad time. I mean, it don't mean that a motherfucker should be having kids because their kids might have a good time. I'm just saying it makes a difference. A scale exists for it. But you just said that there are scales that don't matter. You wouldn't care about the scale for the pedophiles because at the end of the day. I don't care about the scale for the pedophile, and I care enough about this scale compared to you. I don't give a fuck about this scale. Exactly, exactly. I care enough about it to argue it. But do I care about it in real life? I don't, I don't give a fuck about niggas with 10 kids. I don't. But if I met a kid that I was working with or somebody that came to be an adult and they got nine siblings, then it would make a difference what the story they telling from that situation. The scale would exist for them. That would inadvertently then exist for me. Like it exists for somebody and it matters to somebody whether it matters to me and you or not. So, yeah, there are some scales that don't exist, but everything is scalable. There's some that don't matter, but I think everything can be on a scale to some degree. I think you believe that, too. You just don't give a fuck about this kind of scale. I don't. It doesn't. If the scale don't matter, I don't care about its existing. The reason why scales are important is when it is important and it does help make distinguishes. But if it don't matter, I don't give a fuck about its existing. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care that there's a scale in pedophile's mind about whether I didn't do this. At least this person did this. I, I don't give a fuck. You still a pedophile, my nigga. Like, I don't care. You still did what you did. The scale being in existence, I, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. It, it, it Not mattering to you mean it don't matter to somebody. Right? I'm just trying to conceptualize ways that this scale will matter for somebody. Whether whether we discern it or not, it, again, it's not a hill to die on for me or for you. I'm just saying it, it make a difference to somebody, whether it's the mamas or whether it's the kids. I'm sure it make a difference to them because I'm sure this is part of the way that they make it okay for themselves because this scale exists because I do have money and I can blah, 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 blah. I'm sure it does matter to them because it makes it okay. Or makes it better. Not okay, it makes it better. Not even now, that. At least I'm not doing this. At least I'm not in the hood and don't have any means of taking care of my child like it does. It makes it better for them. Well, not even in the, not even in the, con. yes, but not also just in that context. In the context that 
the person who had their kids was the first person and didn't know that it was going to turn into this shit. That scale is how can I get what I need from you? Understanding that, like, this is what you like. I understand you can't give some of these folks something, but you you going to give me this. I, I need you to understand that, like, this is what I need from you. So understanding that this how much time you got. I need this many hours per week from you. I need this much finances from you. I need this much communication and FaceTimes from you. That scale existing can just be on the side of somebody creating boundaries and expectations of that person to give them their peace. It don't even have to be a justification. It's like, I'm in this fucking situation now, so I need to figure out how I can get the best that I can for my kids in this situation. It seems like he progressively chose a woman that can say that less and less. Because Mariah was the first who don't really need him. But then progressively, now we've gotten down to wilding out girls. Uh, I agree. A very much different level than Mariah cared. I fully agree. I agree. That's why at the beginning, I kind of tried to take it away from Nick Cannon. Because, like, yeah, it really starting to sound like <sighs> grooming ain't the word, but uh, at least presenting. It's really that problematic shit. Like, if if the women that he's engaging with are women that he know from work and he got the power at work, this is supposed to be like some of that Travis, Travis, uh, what's the dude's name from BET? Smiley? Yeah, Travis Smiley. Like he about got 86 because he was dating somebody that he wrote the checks for. So, and maybe I'm off on my number about half of the women wilding out, but I know some of them were on wilding out. Um, but I mean, I don't agree with the shit at the end of the day. I just probably needed some debate. Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> but there are fucks to be given somewhere <laughs> for somebody. Whew. I bet you got a headache after that shit. I do. <laughs> Bro, we, we probably went, how long with that shit? Way over. Jesus. Way over. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah, we two and a half hours in on the shit now. Damn. Um, I was gonna talk about it don't matter what I was gonna talk about. You got anything else on your mind? Nope. All right. Well, until we have the next conversation. We out. Holla.